No Z. Uh, what, what is it? I don't even remember how to do it anymore. No G with a Z. P.O.D. Thank you, James J. Washington, for reminding me how my own show um, starts off. But I forgot because it's been so long. This is the Smoking Guns podcast. We are a podcast that deals with football in San Antonio, specifically uh, football from the San Antonio Gunslingers. Yep. Of the indoor football league, indoor, yeah, indoor football league. I got it right. And yeah. man, it's it's new. Uh, it's a new season, and I'm I'm freaked out a little bit. Uh, we also cover the Brahmas of the UFL. We're going to talk a little bit more about what that's going to look like and what we know and what we don't in the back half. But here, starting off the year, starting off the new year, the fourth season of the Smoking Guns podcast. Believe it or not because we've been with the Gunslingers. We are the longest tenured members around Gunslingers. Have you guys realized that? Leo I and RC, like no Since one has been connected with the team as long as the three of us have. Wow, we connected with the exciting. team before they had an initial roster. We have had ownership changes. We've had coaches changes. We've had rosters turn over. We have been the longest. But we've got, we've got a whole new uh, roster, a new coach, a new league, a new everything. And one of those new things we have is a new QB1, Sam Castronova, a name that Gunslingers fans are familiar with, but they have not been cheering for Sam Castronova no. up until this point. Like this is this will be new for some folks as we begin to cheer for Sam Castronova. Sam, how you doing? You're muted, bud. Oh. I was muted. There Sorry. you go. There, there you go. go. I said uh, they, they might not have been cheering for me, but they've been pretty loud. I've heard them for sure. <laughs> True statement. True statement. That's our gun so Sam, what, My first question is is pretty simple. What is it going to feel like to win three championships with three different teams in two different leagues in your career? Because we're going to win the championship this year. You won with Albany. You won with Jacksonville. Now you're going to win a championship in a completely different league with San Antonio. What's that going to be like? Like, how's that going to feel? Well, I mean, if if when we win, I should say, uh, I guess it would feel pretty normal at this point if it's the third year in a row. <laughs> it would just feel like that's supposed to happen. Just but, another uh, ring. <laughs> it would feel like a lot of hard work again that uh, that it paid off, and uh, and God would be good, and uh, we get to celebrate uh, this time in San Antonio. So you're moving to leagues. You've uh, done your work in the National Arena League. Have you ever played IFL before? Have you ever been called up here to no. IFL before? No, no. I, I started uh, Carolina in 2021, the year after COVID, uh, year after the season didn't happen because of COVID. And then right. 22 was in Albany, won the championship. 23 started in Albany, ended in Jacksonville. And that was that's my season of year, or years after college. So, so what makes you decide San Antonio and the Gunslingers? I, I guess it's probably has a lot to do with a guy named Tom. Um, yeah, a guy but, named Tom had a pretty big, significant role in it. Uh, you know what else is I loved? I've always loved the colors. Uh, yeah. Of the red, white, and blue. I've always there you go. Jersey. So that was a that was a, a big a big exciting factor. Uh, <laughs> ownership has been uh, amazing so far to me. Uh, even those fan jerseys, I mean, those are so cool. Um, right. All my family wanted some. All my friends. So those have been awesome, and the fans reaching out. So 
I mean, it was it was a whole bunch of things, but yeah, Coach Manas definitely had had a big part in uh, in bringing me down there. So tell us about your relationship with Coach Manas. Why? Why is it uh, important enough to move from um, Jacksonville, where you just won a championship? I know that they were willing to bring you along with them into the IFL and and make you a part of their team, uh, the leader of their team. There, you did that last year. You loved being in Jacksonville, from what I hear. What is it about working with Tom that makes it that big a deal for you to switch? Um, Coach Manas is a. We have a lot of the same beliefs as far as faith and family first, and then football. So he, uh, I think that's the reason he's done a good job of, of winning is because a lot of people think, oh, it's football, football, football. But first, you got to have have a little bit of faith behind you, and uh, if you if you find good people, that's a fa- that's kind of family based. We we make the team family based. We try and we try and grow as brothers, and then and then we go on to the football spot uh, part of things. So I think we we think we think the same way in a lot of those things. And uh, and Coach Renos does a great job of, of being a leader, but also letting the players on the team lead. So uh, I, I think that's another reason he wanted me here, and uh, and guys like DJ and stuff like that. So uh, I think that's a big part of it. So uh, Sam, I think it's interesting that you talk about. Um, the concept of, of family and that being a big thing with Coach Manas and a big reason uh, to join the, the Gunslingers organization because the Gunslingers have historically been big on a feeling of family between the players, the organization, the fan base, so much so that with this big changes coming, and going into the IFL and the obvious uh, turnaround that we're going to have roster-wise, some fans are a little bit, you know, there's a sting because, you know, losing some of those guys that have been around, you know, the OG, some some OG players that were around from day one and kind of been continuing through um, through the history of this organization, this very young organization, there's been this sense of family where now all of a sudden a lot is going to change. Um, but – I do want to stress and maybe make some of those fans feel a little bit better, that sting a little bit less, particularly um, when it comes to our QB1 here, Sam Castronova. For those of you that don't know, um, looking back last season, Sam, you had one of the most remarkable seasons any quarterback statistically could look at and say – I mean, what was it, 184 pass attempts? And when you look at that, 184 pass attempts across the two teams, you played for two different teams because of, you know, stuff that happened within the league and and the Albany team, the Albany organization uh, not being around for the entire season. Um, You look at 65 total touchdowns and most amazingly only two interceptions across those what hundred and two hundred and eighty-four pass attempts? That is absolutely phenomenal. Now we have to temper expectations because the odds of duplicating of season is, you know, a, a very, very uh, uh, high order. But what is your expectation going into this season? Uh, new league. Uh, being familiar with Coach Manas and familiar with some of the guys that you're going to have around, do you have any personal goals? Obviously, the goal is championship for the team. Team goals are always come before personal goals, but those personal goals help build towards that team aspect. 
Um, what are your feelings coming off of last season and, and what's your expectation for the second one? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that what makes me a pretty good leader sometimes is I'm not really worried about my, my own stats and, and my own things. Like I won MVP last year, but I wasn't really worried about that. I just want to win a championship. So at this point in my career, it's my fourth season. Um, I mean, I'd love to go the whole season without throwing interception. That'd be pretty cool. I tried to do it last year. I was close, but, um, no, I, I just, my goal is to win a championship. And, uh, I think, I think those are my regular season stats though, because I actually ended with 79 total touchdowns, but that's, that's not a big deal. <laughs> but regardless of that to say, the goal would be to somehow go the whole season with no picks and, uh, and come out with another ring on my finger. Awesome. Nice. My question to you is, so it's almost going to be like nine months um, before you start the season again. What's your routine to keep game day ready? Um, I'll be honest. I play a lot of golf. Uh, <laughs> I do that. doesn't necessarily keep me in shape, but it keeps me mentally sane. It's one of the things I just love to be out, be out in nature and God's nature. And it's kind of a soothing thing. But I play a lot of basketball when I'm back home to try and stay in shape because in Buffalo, there's a lot of really good food, but it's not very good for you. So I try not to gain any weight back home. So I play a lot of basketball and then uh, just uh, working out. Um, Vinny Gregory, one of the receivers that's also signed, uh, he played with me in junior college. So we start going to uh, a trainer down here or up here. Um, we're working out together two, three days a week and then uh, just trying to stay in shape uh, doing that. Hey, to bring it to you, about, Sam, you're going to have the same problem with food here in San Antonio. Yeah, I already heard. Coach Manas, every time I talk to him, oh, you got to try this restaurant. Oh, you got to try this restaurant. I said, oh, Yeah, boy. I was going to say exactly the same thing. Uh, you know, good food that's not necessarily good for you when it comes to San Antonio, same. Uh, yeah. We do that. We do the food well, but it's not like health food. Yeah, so uh, I'm going to have to be very disciplined this season. <laughs> So what are are you nervous at all about a switch in leagues going from the NAL, a place that you know you spent three years, you won two championships, you're moving into something where there are different rules, there are different expectations, there are different things that you can and can't do as uh, you know offensively. Does this make you nervous at all? Have you done a lot of studying of rule books and and trying to figure out what's going on here? Yeah, I mean, I haven't done necessarily the rule book part. I've watched, I watched some games and just try to pick up some rules here and there. Uh, it's definitely going to be an adjustment, um, but I wouldn't say I'm nervous. I think it's also helpful that Coach Fuller, our offensive coordinator, has uh, coached in the IFL before, so I think that's going to be a huge help for me, obviously. Um, and then, obviously, a lot of the guys, some of the guys have, have IFL experience, so I think maybe the first week or so of camp, we might be like, whoa, wait, what does that mean? Or, whoa, what's this mean? But I think by the time game game time rolls around, I think we should be uh, uh, full guns up, full guns up. <laughs> there you guns go. Up. Guns up. He's got it. He's got it figured out already. He's um, got the lingo. Yes, ma'am. What you talk about the ownership, and we like to give them a lot of nods and props, too, because they really treat us very well as a show. Um We'll get him back, I'm sure, and just there you. Uh, let's. No, you're good. Um, tell us about your experience with ownership and how it's differed from maybe some of the other teams that you've been a part of. I'm sure you've had great other ownership experiences. I'm not asking you to badmouth Jacksonville, although if you want to, you can do that here. We'll let you. Um, but uh, what? How has the ownership been here as re in in relation to other places you've been? 
Yeah, no, I just uh, from the start, Coach Manas had had seemed like he had a great relationship with them, and then uh, sometimes when we were kind of uh, figuring things out, if, if I was going to sign, when I was going to sign, uh, I would talk with all three of them on the phone, and and we just had great conversations, and and th- and they said the same thing I I always said is family first, and uh, and they just were super welcoming towards me. Obviously excited to have me, and I was excited to to meet with them. I seen all the great stuff Coach Manas was telling me all the time, all the stuff all the different stuff they're getting for the team and everything. So um, I've just been super excited uh, to get down there and meet them in person because they've been so welcoming towards me. So uh, it's exciting. So, uh, Sam, nothing against you, but everybody knows very well on this show, I have said over and over again that I have a favorite football player on the planet, and his name is one Kali Rashad Sr., um, have you, have you had any chance to talk with or work with Kali and, and what are your thoughts on him? Number one, I, I don't blame you at all because he, uh, he's an electric football player. Uh, every time we would kick him the ball last year, I would be pooping my pants. Um, <laughs> but I haven't, uh, we haven't been able to work out at all together. We're, we're a little far away right now, but even after games last year, I would just tell him, Hey, great game. I had a lot of respect for you. And, uh, and and we talked a little bit this year going into the season, just how we're excited to get to play together finally. And uh, and he's going to make me look really good. So I can just throw him some quick little passes and it'll take him 40 yards for a touchdown. Nice. So Can't in every situation, that. there's pros and cons. So what's one thing you're most looking forward to and what's one thing that you're a little bit worried about? Um, interesting. Uh. Honestly, I mean, most looking forward to, I would probably just say the fans and the jerseys. Like I said, I love the jersey colors, but also the fans, uh, they show out down there. So I'm excited to be able able to play in front of them. And then the only real con I would just say would just be being so far from home. Uh, I got another baby coming in a month. So that's going to be a lot going on uh, for my wife back here. She's a superstar. So. Uh, hopefully uh, during uh, during the bye weeks I can get home real quick and uh, see them. But that that's uh, that's the only con I can think of right now. RC got a chance to have your mom on. Did you listen to uh, your your mom? <laughs> oh yeah, yep. She uh, she she was so nervous. It was so funny because she doesn't really do uh, do things like that very often. So she's like, I don't know what if I mess up and say. I said, Mom, it's it's I think it's pre it's not live. It's pre recorded. Is isn't hers was? I said, you can yeah. you're gonna be okay. Yeah. Just take your time. Oh. But she's like, I didn't know what to say. Sometimes I said it's okay. I think she did a great job though. She I did love- amazing. She did amazing. She had a lot of fun too. She wouldn't mind doing it again. I bet. Okay. Two things that were really cool about that. A, my day job, I don't get to do this for a living because being a podcast host does not make money unless you have a real name. Uh, but uh, my my day job is I'm a pastor. So uh, connecting with seeing your family and how you're connected to your faith was a big deal for me. Oh, and then awesome. your mom, I don't know what she did, but she had the most crystal clear, excellent audio setup. Like, I thought she was in a studio with RC. She sounded better technically than RC did. Like, she had whatever Think microphone, a lot there. Think a lot whatever she dad. was my using, a, and I need my, to find out what that's like. You need to talk to my dad. My dad's a pastor, too. You need to talk to my dad, and uh, he, he probably, he's a big tech guy, so he probably had her set up very nicely for that one. Oh, it was, it, I mean, crystal clear. Like, it, it sounded like she was sitting in a studio. I'm sitting there yeah, listening because I edit the shows and package them to go out. And I'm sitting there listening to it and I'm going, man, they have some professional equipment that whatever microphone she's using is excellent. 
No, it was it was really impressive. It was really impressive. Yes, I definitely looking forward to hanging out with her, tailgating, and whenever she can come down for a game. Yeah, they'll they'll definitely be down for a few. Nice. Well, we don't want to keep you too long. I know that you've got to get uh, now. You have one already, and you say you got another on the way. You have a son, right? Yeah. Honey, bring, bring that boy here real quick. <laughs> I'll get to yeah. meet him. Yeah, you'll get to Yay! see him. He is, How old 15, is he? 15 months. He turned one of September. Uh, he is a riot right now. This age is super fun. It's crazy, Very but cool. it's super fun. And uh, Very cool. he's he started walking like he took his first steps at 10 months. And then he started really taking off oh, right around one year old. And he is just nuts right now. Anytime the door opens, he's like a little dog. He's just we, he just takes right. off out there. And we're like, hey, it's 25 degrees. You can't do that right now. But he loves it. He loves it. He loves the adventure. He's curious. So uh, he, he's a lot of fun. And then got another boy coming February 20th. Wow. Uh, my wife's too. Very cool. Here he is. Oh. Let's see this handsome boy. Yeah, What's is. up, dude? Oh She's so cute. Say hi, sweetheart. Hey, hi. Say hi. There you go. <laughs> Future football go. player. Eddie's, Eddie's working that arm. He's got oh, the he's arm. To take my phone too here. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he's well, we know. We know it's getting close to bedtime. We want to make sure that he uh, he gets the rest that he needs. Uh, Michael Wayne Davis says, "Is he catching passes from you already?" I bet he you is. Know, he's. I'm trying to, but he's the size right now. He might have to be an offensive lineman. <laughs> that'll work protection is important and if he needs to be yeah, an offensive lineman for somebody that'll work too absolutely <laughs> well, well sam we are very having... excited yes thank you guys for having me we'll do it again and uh super excited to get down there and uh and, and get get to winning that's yeah, right very thanks excited for joining to us see what uh what guns things up. Are like guns up great having you all right have much, a good, Bye, good luck to your bills there you go. Quarterback one, Sam Castronova. I, let's not even pretend. Like, I know there are other quarterbacks on the roster. I understand all of that. I know that I'm sure to Coach Manas uh, tells everybody that everything's up for grabs. But let's not pretend anything other than Sam Castronova, who's been an MVP. He's won two straight championships. Yes. That is your QB1. Um, oh, yeah. You can, go ahead and, you can go ahead and ink that on your on – your, a depth chart for the gunslingers. Um, this is not his first rodeo. No, for sure. For <laughs> sure. Literally. Do we have a back? Uh, Michael Wayne Davis says, do we have a backup quarterback? I'm sure we do. Um, I, I, I know that they've signed at least one or two other guys. Now, right now the roster is last. I heard the roster was at 38. They can carry that into camp, but then they have to pare that down to like 24. Um, once we get into the season. So some of those guys and some of those positions, um, as we've dealt with throughout our time with the arena football, um, sometimes you got to run without a backup quarterback on your roster and you've got a wide receiver that has played quarterback before and they are your, your backup. So I don't know how coach is going to handle that. Um, one of these days we'll get to ask him or you can ask him on branded because they're coming back this week uh, mm -hmm. and they're going to do their weekly show this week. Um, so maybe you float that question to him about, Hey, what's, what's our backup quarterback situation look like, but the yeah. most popular person in football is always the backup quarterback, except here in, in San Antonio. 
Um, let's not get backup talk going uh, around Sam. We have a we have a number one guy. Um, even last year, Arvell Nelson. We all started right. talking about Robert Kent there yeah. near the end of the season. Backup guy's always the most popular guy. He's always the guy everybody wants to see what they got in their backup. Philip, do he, we know when camp starts? Uh, no. February. February. I, want to I, would say imagine, I would imagine February, sometime in February. Yeah. That's um, around the corner. Yeah, it's not going to, it's things are going to get rolling really fast once they do. Um, speculating on the QB situation, I would, I would add to what Philip said and definitely say, uh, we have our QB one and ain't nothing going to change that, you know, short of, and I'm knocking on wood right now, any kind of injury. Um, but uh, as far as a backup, maybe I think ideally with roster limitations and stuff like that in the type of league that we're in, um, uh, a multi-talented guy, someone that, you know, plays receiver but can also um, in, a, in a pinch uh, go under center and, and throw some passes if, if uh, something were to happen or we need to put somebody in there, hopefully only on a very, very temporary basis. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we don't want to think about that. Uh, we know we've got a rock solid QB one option and someone we should be very excited about. Um, is what I was kind of trying to touch on just looking at his stats from last season. I don't know if you can find a statistically better season on, by a quarterback on any a professional quarterback at any level. Right. I mean, you'd be right. That, to find that, better. that touchdown to interception ratio is just unreal. Amazing. And granted, I know. The touchdown numbers are inflated because we're talking about indoor football, and I get that. I understand that. I'm talking about the ratio of touchdowns to interceptions. That's unreal. Unreal. Pass attempts to interceptions. You know, if you want to throw out the touchdowns because you say that's an outlier in arena football, well, then look at pass attempts. That's going to match up to whatever kind of football league you're looking at. How many times you throw the ball versus how many times that ball gets thrown to someone on the opposite uh, on the opposite team? Two to two hundred and eighty-four pass attempts, and only two went the other direction. That is absolutely ridiculous. Less than way less too. Less than one percent. Yeah, interceptions. Like that's that's incredible. He's a good. He's a good one. Uh, we have not cheered for him in the past necessarily, certainly, uh, out in Albany. And then last year, um, you know, I was kind of hoping last year that, that the gunslingers would figure him out defensively and we would be like his kryptonite. I don't know that he has kryptonite. Um, oh, for, okay. Jay Washington says they said about two weeks before week one, I believe. Now make sure that you are tracking when week one is though week one for the ifl is not the week that the gunslingers start week one for the ifl is is march 16th two weeks before we start they have one week that is kind of a showcase they only have two mm-hmm. games scheduled and then week one week we, that's almost a week zero if you're a college football fan they have that week zero where they have those showcase kind of games to get you started and then you get into week one, um, which is actually week two on their schedule. That's a full schedule, but we have a bye. Yeah. And so we don't actually start until week three of the IFL schedule. So on April 1st, we actually have, 
Is that yeah, a joke? On or April first, on Leo's <laughs> birthday, we get to go beat the Strike Force, which you Ooh. know, San Diego and San Antonio. Here we are, full circle Too again. <laughs> Talk about yeah, <laughs> back to the beginning. Yeah, that's how it all started. That's uh, that sure for those is. that don't know. If 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 you don't remember, we started out as a show that covered the commanders of the uh, American AAL. Allegiance of American Alliance. Alliance of American Alliance of American Football. AAF. The AAF. And uh, the first game for the San Antonio Commanders was against the San Diego Fleet. Uh, yeah, San Diego Fleet. Fleet yes. Uh, so full circle, our first game uh, for the San Antonio Gunslingers this season in the new IFL is going to be against the San, San Diego Strike Force. However, um, you never know, but I, I'm going to go ahead and pencil that in as a win. They don't typically put a great team on the field. Um, I don't know if you've paid attention or you've looked, Leo, but San Diego is typically in the bottom half of the league. Really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They, I'm they have to get they, used to some of those names. A little different. Right? Strike yeah. Force and Gladiators and, and Panthers and Nighthawks. Like, there's a whole bunch of new stuff for us to learn and figure out. And, and there's Time so many years. more of them, too. I mean, we're not yeah. in, uh, you know, 18 leagues anymore. Like, Right. We were talking earlier before before we came on live on the show. Uh, this is a significant uh, jump, both in you know talent and just league size wide. The the travel that's going to be involved uh, mm -hmm. uh, with the teams and how dispersed they are throughout the country. It's going to be really really interesting. Yeah, for sure. For so for those sure. who may not know, what are the top three differences between arena football and indoor football? Uh, well, you're not going to have nets. That's something that you're going to notice as you walk into the Freeman the very first time you get there. There are no nets. Um, they have some of the same rules as far as the deuce. You can still kick a deuce. You can still get a rouge. But as far as using the rebound nets, that's gone. So if you got really used to that last year and you loved that, we only did one year with it. But if you really loved it, that's gone. Uh, the other thing that you're going to notice immediately when you watch a game is that two players go in motion. Instead of just one in the National Arena League or in the arena game, you have one receiver that goes into motion. Now you have two uh, up mm -hmm. on this level. Uh, James, I'd have to get back to you. James Palmer says, can't you do a drop punt for a score? That sounds mm -hmm. right. Um, I, I believe that's correct. If you If you... Do a drop kick and get it through the uprights. I think you can score a point or so. Um, I've been reading through and watching through uh, some of the rules stuff that we get, but two on mo two in motion and no nets are the things you're going to immediately notice. And then Michael Wayne Davis brings up a great point. Yes. No Ironman football, which the uh, NAL also got rid of, but no Ironman football. You can actually have defensive specialists and offensive specialists on each side of the ball. And that's huge. Um, that's just, yeah. I was tired of Ironman football. I think I was, it makes the game weaker. We talked about it at the end of the the last season uh, in one of our last podcasts, and we were both uh, we were both uh, over uh, Ironman football. When Ironman football was first introduced, I think we had a show where we kind of talked about it and said, um, 
yeah, this is a good thing. And, and this is great, you know, but I think we were kind of uh, just being um, playing uh, po politically <laughs> there, like, like reinforcing the league and saying, yeah, this is great. You know, the NAL I'm is, willing is to give best. anything a shot. We gave it a shot. Yeah. I didn't like it. Like no. we tried it. I didn't like it. Jay Washington said a big difference in the two leagues is no coach interference during a play. Who knows? He's you coming know to the IFL, one. so he <laughs> might be right there with us, dude. In the IFL, but maybe he'll actually get more than just a little slap on the hand for that type of activity this time. I have heard do, a rumor. Do we know this is... uh, if we, who's the kicker? No, I don't think we do. No. Okay. Um, I heard a rumor. This is unsubstantiated. It may be untrue. Um, so maybe I shouldn't even say it, but hey, we're all friends say here. It. Um, I have heard a rumor that the league officiating for the IFL is one aware of what happened uh, in Jacksonville with Coach Gibson and two, using the video as a teaching tool for officials in the IFL about what you would do in that situation. Hmm. Again, just a rumor. Don't know if that's true, but I've heard that they are aware, like very aware, like have been have been monitoring and tracking that situation and are using that particular situation as a, hey, if this ever comes up in your game, here's how you handle this situation. Um, well, I'm excited to get new refs. Yeah. Officiating I mean, crews will be different. Yeah. They, should they be. will be. Uh, they will be, and I don't know that we're going to see. So we, I, I don't know if Gary Vaught will end up making his way up. He's been with us through two other mm -hmm. uh, iterations of leagues. He was with the AAL. He was with the NAL. We'll have to see if he winds up up here in the IFL with us. But um, for the most part, yeah, you're right. Entirely new officiating crews, a league that looks a lot different. It just it runs like a league should run. Uh, I'm not trying to disparage the NAL. A lot of things have changed over there. They may actually uh, end up becoming something very different and and different, maybe better um, for them. But it was not a league that ran like a league that down there toward the end. It just didn't feel like it was running properly. Um, and now we're going to see a, a league that runs like a league should. Yeah, um, we've had the commissioner on here. We've talked with him. I like him. Um, mm -hmm. I, di yeah. I didn't dislike Chris Siegfried. Um, no, I just kind of, yeah. Yeah. I just kind of, it felt like he was telling me what I wanted to hear a lot. Todd, who we've had on the show already. I get a very good feeling, a, a very good feeling about it. He seems very genuine. He seems like you're going to get what you get with me. And I'm going to be honest with you. Um, I never felt that way with Chris. Well, listen, I, I don't I, I don't want to bash the, the NAL or, or Chris or anything. I, I will say the NAL had a very tough and challenging year last year. A, yes. a lot oh yes. Yeah. With with the with the organizations within that league. Almost all of them have moved on. Some, you know, defunct now, couldn't, you know, didn't have the funding to, to carry out through a full season needed. So others needed help, had to rely on, on ownership from other organizations just to make it through. It was a very challenging year for the NAL and just for them to make it through a full season is 
kind of you got to pat him on the back for just being able to make it that far and then come back and continue with another season. The Cobras are the sole remaining organization from last year in that league, yeah. but they will have a season. Um, so kudos to them for enduring that very difficult season and being able to move forward. Right. It was tough. They've had a complete change in uh, leadership there. Chris is no longer the commissioner. In fact, he's the head coach of the Warhawks, which mm -hmm. is what uh, – no, they're not even – Warbirds, now they're the Desert Hawks. Odessa. He's West Texas' head coach now. He's not a commissioner anymore. Um, they are in the AFL. We'll see what happens with that. Arena Football League. We'll, I don't know. Um, <laughs> good luck to all more, of that. More power to them. Good – you know, as long as it's good football and they're not, uh, you know – uh, they're not scamming people. I'm okay yeah. with, with good football. I'm excited about where we're at, and I'm very excited about um, what's moving forward with us. Ralph Judkins checking in with some rules. He says there is a drop kick for one point. Walls are not live mm -hmm. in passes. The touchback is on the uh, five-yard line, and there's like a back box. Uh, yeah, the five-yard line makes a lot of sense mm -hmm. um, for a touchback. It, they, they want you to run it out. They want you to try to – because anybody – you feel like you can get five yards on a kickoff easy. Yeah. Um, so they're, they're enticing you to run out and come. Michael Wayne Davis says, our first completely stable season. So let's run through this. We have that first season with the AAL. Certainly no stability there. Mm-hmm. That was rough. I would grant, I, I would say that our second season, the first season in the NAL was stable. We didn't lose any teams in the middle of the, the year, did we? No, I don't think so. Now, the Gunslingers had the ownership change. Yeah. So yeah. that is certainly a stability issue. Obviously, last year with Albany and then, you know, Everything, just everything that happened last hot year. Mess, we don't need mess. to. Yeah, we don't need to re uh, remember. We don't need to remember. Um, yeah. But all of that. So, I mean, maybe, maybe this is our first stable season. Jordan Stubing checking in says TC Stevens from the Cobras is our kicker. Currently, uh, nice. so. Nice. Yeah, and um, and he had a great season as well, so that's exciting. I, I, I yeah, do remember did. seeing that that post uh, uh, on the Gunslinger site. Now that now that he mentions that, I, I do want to mention though that yeah, the, our first stable season, a lot to be excited about. The IFL, I mean, it's pretty much the top of the mountain, regarded as top of the mountain for uh, indoor football or arena in the arena football realm, but. All the credit, or most of the credit, the lion's share of the credit has to go to ownership. Um, yes, sure. Because yeah. they're the ones who've navigated this organization to where it is and to put them in a position to have so much success. Only what we're talking four years now into the life of this organization. It is a very young organization, and to be where it is right now and have – um, so much potential and the recognition they get and the respect they have around the different football leagues. That is a huge tribute to the, or the ownership of the organization. And we have a lot to be thankful for from them. And watching the investment of ownership. And I'm not just talking about current ownership. I'm talking about all the ownership the San Antonio Gunslingers have had. The folks that have been a part of this team and, and, and led this team, owned this team and moved it forward have given their all. Um, they, 
the 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 OG ownership, the original ownership that started out, gave everything they had. Yeah. They did not have the same kind of resources that current ownership has, but they gave every like. I don't know if people understand or remember that those guys, the owners of the team, would camp out at the Rose Palace and put the field out before games themselves. Like they mm -hmm. did that. They didn't have the same kind of resources that current ownership has, but they poured everything they had into getting us to the point that they got us to. And then Don and, and James and those guys stepped in and they have poured an amazing amount of resources and investment into this team to get it to the point that it's at. It, we have had, we have had like six people that have invested fully in this thing to get us to this point. That's the current ownership and the previous ownership. Um, they've invested everything they have to get us to this point to be where we were four years ago and be wow. where we are now is amazing. Just amazing. Um, just yes. really impressive. And one thing that I will say is our fans are amazing. Not once have they faltered in the four years that we've done this podcast. They've come al along with us for the ride, good, bad, and different. The different rules, the different quarterbacks, the different places where we play, the different turf. I mean, you name it. They stuck there with us. So uh, we thank you from the bottom of our hearts to all of our fans. I hope all of the our um, what do we uh, our investors who or pay that monthly Patreon. fee. Patrons. Yeah, the patrons. Mm -hmm. Patrons. I hope they received your Christmas card. Uh, that was just a little right. something from the podcast to say that we love you, we're thinking about you, and we thank you. Well, and I joked about it when Sam was on, but we really are kind of the historians of this organization right now. I was having conversations here in this offseason, in this downtime, um, with James Steubing and with Ralph Judkins and telling them about uh, some of the stories, the blue turf story, <laughs> um, the, the amazing game between North Texas and San Antonio there at the Rose Palace that ended yes. in one of the most weird, ridiculous. amazing, ridiculous ways that a game could end. Like all of that, and and we've gotten to carry that torch, and we got to kind of be um, accidentally. We didn't set ourselves up this way, but we kind of became the historians of the San Antonio Gunslingers of Arena Football um, by carrying the torch through everything we've seen. We we've, we've met with all the head coaches, all mm -hmm. four. I, I, there's four. Uh, there may be three. I don't know where you put Tony Hernandez, um, but we had him on the show. We've had. Um, Coach Q on the show. Coach Fred Shaw um, did lots of work with us, and now Coach Manas has been connected with us. We do. We get to kind of carry um, the torch all the way through this point, and it's kind of neat um, to think about where it was four years ago as we were just getting this whole thing started and where it is now. Um, it occurred to me the other day I was watching Dallas Stars hockey because I'm a big hockey fan too. I love my Dallas Stars. I've mentioned that on the show before. And they pop up and start talking about buy your season for the Frisco Fighter. Buy your season tickets for the Frisco Fighters. Because mm -hmm. they have a uh, a shared um, firm or family that does the marketing for both of them. And so they have a deal. It had occurred to me that I'm going to be watching a game in March or April 
of the Dallas Stars. And it's going to come up and say, get your tickets for the Frisco Fighters as they take on the San Antonio Gunslingers. That logo is going to be on my TV, on my big 58-inch TV while I'm watching Dallas Stars hockey. That's that awesome. logo that I first that saw four years ago at Alamo Distillery um, when I wasn't even sure I wanted to jump on board with this. That's cool. Like, that's going to just pop up. My dad in Dallas is going to see the the San Antonio Gunslingers logo pop up on his TV in, in Maybank, Texas. That uh, It's come a long way. It's really been impressive um, how it's come together. And I'm excited about what we have going forward. For sure. It's been quite the journey, for sure. And you hear about so many startups, so many organizations that try to start up and just struggle and there's been struggles but compared to some of the stories we hear and 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 the things that have gone on i mean this uh this organization because of like you said it started with the og3 and moved on to current ownership with the don rackler and 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 the john wayne organization everybody has always put their heart and soul and their blood and sweat into making this thing work and it's just growing and growing and it's really exciting to watch and to have been there from the very beginning, I mean, we're we're quite the privileged uh, three of us for sure. Very I blessed. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, it's been fun. It's been exciting, uh, and I'm very interested to see what what this year will bring. Um, I love the fact that Coach Tom Manos, James Steubing, Don Rackler, Sam Castronova. When you talk about expectation for this season going into a new league where everybody's kind of new, even even Tom Minos, he's coached a little bit in this league but never been the head coach in this league. Mm-hmm. It's new for everybody. That doesn't deter anybody from saying our goal is a championship. Yep. We win a championship. We've got our eyes fully on that goal. That's amazing. I want a ring. Most other you think we'll get one. I don't know. I, We've I mean, had this, this discussion way, before. Any, <laughs> anything less than a ring is going to be a disappointment. Like true. Like you know, if we do really well, go to the, go, go to the playoffs and, and have a successful run, but fall short, you know, people will be proud proud of that accomplishment. Ownership will be proud of that accomplishment, but they will feel shorted. They will feel like they fell short of the goal. They're not going to walk away and say, oh, really, we're, we're happy with these results. And, you know, we said we wanted a championship, but that's just the thing to say. That That's not the case. They mean it. That, that is the goal of this organization from day one, season one in the IFL, without a doubt. As far as us personally, <laughs> RC, getting a ring. Um, yes. I think Don may offer us an opportunity to buy a ring if we get to that point. <laughs> there's, a, there's a championship out there and they go, hey. Uh, if you want to give us, uh, you know, a few hundred dollars, we can also add yeah. your ring order in there. This, I don't this know is if how the much he's going to be giving us rings or anything. This is um, how much the rings cost, and if you right. if you you guys want one, or or maybe they'll do the uh, um, like the fan rings that some of the organizations do. I'll take that. Uh, the teams do, and they they give away to the fans. You know, uh, sure. at, at games, maybe they'll they'll have something like that, which uh, you know, but. I'll, I'll be honest. Happy with whatever. The San Antonio Gunslingers win a championship, and Don Rackler calls me, or James Steuben calls me, and says, "Hey, you can buy 
uh, a championship ring with us. We will add you to our order if you're willing to buy it. I don't care what it costs, and I don't care what the fight would be like at home. I'm buying one. I'm buying one, too. Um, I mean, the way we've been connected to this franchise and the way that we've been uh, a part of this going forward, like, I would see I, – I, I would do it. I would absolutely do it. Like, I, are there going to be diamonds be... in this ring, or are we talking cubic zirconias? Because that's going to make it. I don't know. That's going to make know. an impact on um, my decision. <laughs> I don't know. I guess there is a number that I'd be like, ah, that's really cool, but I'm out. Um, but my bet is, uh, you know, I, I'd I'd like to I'd like to give it a shot. I'd like to have because it'd be a story I'd tell for the rest of my life. Oh, yeah. it's already going to be that. Um, I mean, our our time with this is something that. Uh, has been something that I talk about all the time, maybe too often. Um, but you know, I, I I would probably make the investment. It would probably be a costly investment for me, um, but I'd probably make the investment, and make it happen. And I want to show everybody on the show. So in our family, my husband supports me 110% with the podcast and everything. So I just want to show you a quick uh, picture of the jersey that he got for me to show how much he really supports me. Can you see the jersey? Yes. Sort of. Smoking guns. If you're listening, you can't. But, uh, oh, yeah, if you're listening, you can't. And then on the back, I don't know if you can see the back, but. It's got our faces. All of our faces are on RC's back. That's my, my face is on the back of a baseball jersey. <laughs> <laughs> we we so can post pictures of that on thing. our on our page yeah it's, it's a family thing it's a family support so thank cool. me family because cool. they too are also involved it's Jerry very does cool awesome stuff and that's uh i mean he's always supported urc from day one and yeah uh, he's a great guy we know we know him personally and uh tell him thank you from us for being such a great supporter of of the show and, and of urc um Philip mentioned earlier stories to tell and, and, and time involved. So I'm going to put you on the spot here uh, since uh, we're all insiders, the three of us, but, but Philip is, is a little bit more inside than, than the, than the rest of us sometimes with the, the dealings and the, uh, the, the talk that goes on in the background. Um, Fair any information as far as any broadcasting this coming season? Oh yeah! opportunities you've been uh, talked to about. So my understanding is that the games will be broadcast on YouTube as before, mm -hmm. but I but. believe they are working on maybe trying to get it on terrestrial TV as well. Ooh. Okay, which cool. would grow the fan base. Something yes. like um, something like my, you know what is it, my 35 or whatever that is, um, something along that line, um, not, on one of the, not on one of the big four, but, but something local. I think that that – I think I heard that rumor. Again, it's a rumor. It may not be true. Um, but that would be cool if that could happen. It would certainly grow our fan base um, considerably when you could turn on the TV and, and catch – uh, something that a lot of people still don't know even exists. Uh, you know, right? They're doing everything they can marketing-wise to get it out there, but there are still people that are like, "What's that? What? 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 What are you talking about?" Um, and uh, as far as broadcast crew, you are going to be treated to 
uh, the same play-by-play man that you've had for uh, the past season and a half. Ralph Judkins will be back doing play-by-play, so you'll be treated to that. And then you will be saddled with a new guy to do color or do the uh, analyst position with him. This is a guy named Philip Higginbotham. Who is that? He's going to be the, the, gonna be the analyst. He loves to hear himself talk. And so what? putting another microphone News in front me. of him is going to be a big deal. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, Ralph and I are going to be bringing the games um, to you through Texas Sports Productions. Same setup that we've had, my understanding, the last few years. Um, but uh, uh, Gabe did, uh, you know, Gabe did a great job. Yeah. Um, but I begged. Um, I went to James <laughs> and and went down on my knees and just said, "Please, please." Let me work with Ralph and do this. And he's like, but Gabe. And I'm like, but, but, but. And they finally relented and allowed me to do it. Um, and, and we may still hear Gabe. There there are some weeks that uh, are a little bit of a conflict for me. Maybe even that first game of the uh, season, my, my, uh, I, I'm going to be a grandfather. I don't know that I've mentioned that on the show. Um, but my daughter is due that first week of the the uh, gunslinger season, so I may not be at that game. Um, I may get to watch that game, and so uh, they may have somebody else. That may be Gabe uh, working with Ralph on that one, depending on how things work out. I I can't I can't schedule things um, as far as a baby coming. I'm, I'm my wife won't let me schedule that around the football season for some reason. Why not just circle a day on the calendar and say this is the day and that's this is it. This is what my daughter won't do that. Like my daughter loves me, but she's like, no, no, we're not. We're not scheduling the birth of my son to. Uh, that's just poor coincide planning. with football. That's poor planning. <laughs> that's a whole different thing. Uh, so yeah, that's what the broadcast is going to look like. I hope. I would love to see them get it on terrestrial TV. I think that would be great yeah. for the. For the not not for me, I don't care that my voice would be on terrestrial TV. That means nothing to me. Um, but to grow the fan base and have somebody flipping around on their channels and go, wait, we have an arena football team here in San Antonio would be great. Um, that'd be a great way to go uh, for this franchise and for everything. And just another sign of the growth um, that we've seen going all the way from uh, admittedly, like a barn, like we we played Literally. the first season in a barn because that's all they could find. It's not like they did a poor job um, putting that together the first season. But remember, it was COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were in the middle of COVID, and they that's what they were able to do. We couldn't get the Freeman because it was a vaccine center, if you remember. I remember just we're just being nostalgic here, talking about the beginnings of this thing, and and, and that's okay. It's, it's the beginning of the yeah. year. Yeah. Time back and look forward. <laughs> that's what you do at the beginning of the year. I remember us doing the broadcast from that barn, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. from a funny angle, hanging off of a balcony, you know, looking out onto the field, but you know, not not certainly a, not an ideal angle to see all the action. Um, with no. our equipment and lines running that we had to just kind of run, you know, behind the stands and the yeah. bleachers before each game. And, you know, with a room behind us that sometimes we couldn't go into. 
So we were exactly. just locked out all these because the cheerleaders used that room to change in. And so they would like draw this curtain and close the door. And we like we couldn't I was scared to go back in there because I didn't want to just yes. go in there accidentally. I mean, I was like, I'm not going through there unless I absolutely have to because I don't want anybody to think anything's going I on. was scared <laughs> to look just that to direction. Turn around. Yeah. So uh, if anybody that remembers where we stood up there. I stood on one side. I stood on the most outside portion. Once you came out on the balcony, I stood on the outside. Leo stood on the inside. And when you're talking to somebody and you're doing a game, you usually turn and try to like turn and make eye contact. I was worried about like turning my head and looking because they had blinds and slats up. But you guys have had those blinds before in an apartment. Uh, they're not great about always staying where they're supposed to be. And I didn't want anybody to think that I was trying to sneak a peek into the cheerleading changing room <laughs> because I'm not. Um, and so even when I would go to turn and talk to Leo, I'm like, <laughs> turning my head with my, you know, um, it, uh, Lolis, uh, Dolores, uh, remember climbing a lot of benches to help you guys run cables. Yeah. And they're in the, there in the Rose Palace, it was a, it was a rodeo arena, and that's fine. It is what it is, but they had that rodeo arena dirt, yeah, you know, ground. And so, by the end of every game, all of our equipment was covered with this fine layer mm -hmm. of dust of of just the dirt that gets kicked up in a rodeo arena. So you have to wipe everything down. All of your cords, you have to wipe back down. It was crazy. And when you go back and watch any of those, they're still there on YouTube. You watch any of those games that we broadcast. The fact that we did that with three people, it was you and I, and we weren't doing the hard work at all. We no. were just calling the game. And the Jonas, who was mm -hmm. cameraman and producer at the same time, mm -hmm. doing all of his hard work, it's come a long way. It's <laughs> come a long, long way. Man. Uh. I am much more comfortable behind the camera and the mic here at my <laughs> desk than I am hanging off of that balcony doing a oh, broadcast. Yeah. That is oh, for yeah. sure. <laughs> um, it was it was an interesting time. Certainly, moving into the Freeman Coliseum two years ago was a big step up, um, mm -hmm. and now Dude. we're seeing another one. We're seeing another huge step up, um, going from the NAL, which I got nothing but love for. It, it was what it was. It was a great experience, but we're moving now into the IFL, and I'm very, very excited about what that means. What does that mean? It means San Diego. It means all kinds of uh, Arizona uh, games. Mm -hmm. There are three teams in Arizona. There's Tucson. There's, there's Northern Arizona. There's the Rattlers all out there. Um, who else am I missing? Vegas. It means Vegas. It means Albuquerque, Duke City. Um, I think I covered everybody now in our division conference. What do they call it? I think it's a division. Was it division? The Panthers? Did you say the Panthers? Oh, I did not say the Panthers. They Bay are City, in our, mm -hmm. the San Francisco area. Did you say Naya? Uh, Naya? My grandbaby, she lives in Tucson, Arizona. Oh, Ooh. there you go. So guess what? Maybe, maybe you could go visit and 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 go catch a gunslinger game. There you um, go. And then uh, on the other side of the country, but not really on the other side of the country, you've got Tulsa, Frisco, 
Green Bay, Jacksonville, um, Iowa, Quad City, mm-hmm. um, Sioux City. Massachusetts uh, Pirates. Yeah, the Massachusetts Pirates. Mm-hmm. Uh, just and then Jacksonville. A whole, a whole bunch of teams, a whole bunch of football. And what's fun about this is it's always been there before, but I didn't really watch IFL football. I didn't. Either. Now I have a vested interest in IFL football. So just like the NFL, where my team may not be playing, but somebody in my division is playing or somebody in my fantasy football team is playing, and I have a vested interest in that, that becomes the IFL for us now. So even those first two weeks that we don't play, I'm still going to be in front of my TV watching, uh, you know, what 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 these teams look like, what we're going to be going up against, what we have to deal with. Um, a fantasy IFL league would be fantastic if someone out there runs something like that. Yeah, if someone else puts it together, I'm not. Yeah, yeah. but if somebody <laughs> else puts it together. <laughs> So for all of those who are listening or watching and we named a city that you have friends or family in them, let them know about this league and get excited about that. We really, one thing that we've learned is not one or two teams can sustain a whole team. It's everybody doing their part. So if you know someone in Tucson, if you knew someone in Frisco, if you know someone in Massachusetts, let them know about the league. And let's get them all involved. Let's get them excited about this league. Because really, the more people are watching, the better for us and the better for the league. For sure. For sure. I'm excited about what that's going to look like, what the gunslingers are going to look out. The new, I'll tell you, low-key, and maybe it's even not that low-key, the new fan jerseys. Like, I'm ready for a new season because I keep looking in my – in my closet and going, yeah, but I've worn all these. Like I, I need true. some new stuff. Uh, I need some more. new fan jerseys. Um, did you Are, ever get uh, the Kali Rashad fan jersey, the chain link fits? Jordan said he's got one for me, and I have not oh, okay. had an opportunity to link up with him. But I did. I did link order. Up. I, I wanted one. And I got. I like up. that yeah. link up. One for me and one for Lolis, and and hopefully he's he's got those sitting around somewhere. Um, but yeah, it's it definitely chain link, but it's like corrugated metal. It's not chain yeah. link. It's like corrugated metal. I definitely uh-huh. am looking forward to to sporting one of those. Uh, but yeah, the 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 I mean, just in our interview earlier with Sam Castronova, he mentioned two things that got him excited about San Antonio, besides the obvious with Coach Tom Minas and and ownership and everything. But he mentioned the fan base uh, because we yeah. have an awesome fan fan base. We and do. he mentioned the, 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 the team jerseys, the fan jerseys um, and the products that we put out there. Cause that stuff was even noticed by the rest of the league because yep. that's how good it is. So yep. by the way, if you need to restock on some gunslinger stuff, go to uh, gunsmerch.com guns with a Z, you know how it's spelled. Merch.com and uh, and make sure you look around the website because some of that stuff that's there that you wanted during the season is there right now at a discounted price because they're clearing out some of their inventory. So there might be a fan jersey uh, that you didn't get or a t-shirt. Uh, the the whose house our house shirt is like oh, fifteen right. bucks right now. 
um, you can go out and grab that. Or you ladies, RC, the V-neck shirt, 15 uh -huh. bucks. Can't beat that. So go run out there and uh, and see what they have. They also have fan, uh, not fan, uh, game-worn players' jerseys. Yes, we I saw select that. select a, a limited amount of those because, you know, there's only so many. But mm -hmm. uh, I'm looking across names right now like Kit Jr., uh, Chandler, Hobbs, mm. Harvey, uh, Barnett, Banks, Brooks. I know we have some Cody Brooks fans. Yeah, there's a fan. Right. Worn, there's a game worn jersey out there for some Cody Brooks fans. Um, so go go take a look at that. Now, hey, game worn merchandise is pricey. So don't go over there and then come back to me and be like, you didn't say it was. Yeah, well, yeah. It's, it's a little more. It's yeah. a one of a kind. It's a one of a mm -hmm. kind thing, and some of it is even signed by the player. And so, mm -hmm. yeah, you're gonna you're gonna pay for that. Um, that's the way sports memorabilia is. If you didn't know that, that's the way it works. Um, but go check them out at gunsmerch.com and check out what they have and and what's going on over there. So I'm very excited about the gunslingers. Very excited about the gunslinger season. Do we have more gunslinger stuff we want to talk about? Or do we, do we want to talk about, about the cheerleaders? I know you had said rumor, but oh. there's no rumor about this. April asked me to be a Woo. judge for the cheerleaders again. Nice. So that's going to be happening uh, January 20th. I know they've been having some camps, trying to stir up some interest and stir up some new cheerleaders. So I'm definitely a huge fan of my six shooters. And like always, we always sponsor one of the girls if they want to try out. So we'll continue to do that. But yeah, January 20th is when I will be going judging and, look, and getting a good look at all of the new cheerleaders and see who's going to make the team and who isn't. So I'm super excited about that. And thank you again for giving me that opportunity because I really feel connected when it comes to the cheerleaders. Not that I don't feel connected with the team or the ownership, but the cheerleaders, they're my thing. You know, I've been, I've been rooting for them since day one. Mo Ferrante went out and checked uh, gunsmerch.com and said, hey, what's up? Where's Kali Rashad's number five game-worn jersey? Yeah, we noticed that too. That one did not appear there. Um, that is probably hanging in an office somewhere or <laughs> uh, being being taken care of by somebody else. Um, that one got scooped up, I would imagine, yeah. Yeah, I got scooped up and got scooped up fast, and that makes sense. Like, when you think about it, that 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 makes sense. I will uh, say this very, though on that subject, um, uh, because you know it was a kind of a an ongoing joke about the point five thing, and someone yeah. said, "Please sell me that, that man's jersey and everything." Um, I did eventually. I finally got my Kali Rashad jersey. Uh, yeah, the organization. There you go. I got that, um, and it wasn't just the standard jersey that I had ordered, but it was an actual. Uh, an actual team jersey. It wasn't a replica jersey. It was an actual team jersey with Kali's number and name on it. I it, I highly doubt it was the game-worn jersey or the, the actual jersey he wore simply because the size. <laughs> I think it would be <laughs> a little bit too big for uh, Mr. Rashad. Um, but uh, nonetheless, it was amazing, awesome you know, jersey, uh, authentic, uh, just like what the players wear although a couple sizes larger than what I'm sure Kali Rashad um, had in his locker. 
Um, so they, I, I did uh, eventually get that <laughs> and, and have that very proudly hanging up, um, as well as a uh, printed poster uh, mm. that was designed by Jordan, who we know does all the 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 uh, amazing fan uh, jerseys and stuff, and it does all the design work, and designed a one of a kind printed poster uh, with Kali Rashad, which Kali signed. And I am working on getting um, a frame for that so I can hang that up proudly because it's amazing. Speaking of, speaking of Jordan and designs and some things that people might want to think about and be like <laughs> keeping eyes open for, like we've been talking with Jordan for a while now. Uh -huh. And we are putting together, he is putting together, we are just going, yes, that looks incredible. Uh, Love it. Putting together a Smoking Guns podcast fan jersey. Ooh, get excited, and, people. It is and fire. The first, the first people that will see it and get an opportunity to buy it will be our patrons on our patron page. So if you are a patron, you will see it first and get the opportunity to lock yours in first. Um, if you want to be a patron, you can do that. You can go to www.patreon.com uh, slash smoking guns pod. That's smoking, no G, guns with a Z. P-O-D, and you can sign up to be a patron of the show because what we do and all of this stuff and the equipment that we need and all that's not free. Um, mm -hmm. So we got to put the show together. But uh, if you want to be one of the first folks that see and get an opportunity to buy the Smoking Guns fan jersey that is uh, coming very soon, you would need to be a patron. If you just don't, if you just don't have the extra five bucks or 10 bucks to throw at the show. We get that. We totally understand that. And you'll have an opportunity at them too. They're not going, you know, they're not going to sell out on you or anything. I don't think, but if you're just one of those people, like I want it first, then you can come support the show at patreon.com and, uh, and be a part of the show. And, and uh, it, they're, they look really good. Like, I'm not going to lie. They look really, really Sweet. good. It's fire. Oh yeah. Wait. I can't wait. Uh, <clears throat> so that's the Gunslingers, the IFL. Very excited about all of that. But there's a whole other side of football that we have covered on the show previously and will continue to talk about. But I think, I'm not going to lie, guys. I think the merger sapped a lot of my energy for the promise. Like, I'm sure I'll get back into it and I'm sure we'll get excited about it, but merger talk for three months may have been a little much. This is kind we of how I feel. We now know what the, <laughs> <laughs> what is that? She's just gone. She just disappeared. <laughs> we now That's know what I the merger looks like. Though. Sorry. We know that the Brahmas survived, which was part of the problem is you felt good. I felt good through the whole talk about ah, they, they're going to keep San Antonio. But you didn't know. And so it was hard to get excited. It was hard to, uh, you know, I, I didn't want to kick around ideas and get excited about something and then have the, the rug pulled out from under me. And in a way, I feel like we did get the rug pulled out from under us a little bit. I am not happy with the new schedule and the fact that they're starting and going to run concurrently with the IFL season. I loved having year round football going from the, uh, the NFL right into spring football, uh, which was the XFL for us last year. And then right into 
the indoor season. It was great. It was great to just have that flow all the way through. My wife doesn't agree, but other than that, it was great. Um, we're not going to get that. We're going to get uh, an opportunity to see both of these teams, the Brahmas and the Gunslingers, in our town at the same time, and there's going to be conflict. There's going to be times where there's two games on the same night, and we're going to have to make decisions, and I don't like that. I, I don't prefer that. That's they didn't conflict. ask me. No, they didn't ask us, and they they. I, I won't say they won't care, but I would say it's probably a a very small concern to the 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 brass in charge of making the schedules and everything for the San Antonio Brahmas, and that is the most concerning thing for me as a season ticket holder for the San Antonio Brahmas, and right. as a season ticket holder for the San Antonio Gunslingers, and not knowing what the schedule is going to look like at while at the same time knowing that they are going to overlap almost entirely from beginning to, to end makes me really nervous about having to make decisions, not only on which game I'm going to watch live because, you know, we'll, I'll always watch the other one recorded if it's possible, but possibly financial decisions like, okay, I've got money invested in this game. Um, and this game, and I've got to decide which one do I want to go to and, and eat my investment on the other one. Um, right. That's going to be that's going to be tough and not a fun decision. Just a decision that I don't want to have to make. I want to be able to enjoy both now, both games, both teams. Now, before we get all doom and gloomy, realize that both teams have away games, and so conflicts. I, I feel like I could be wrong on this. They could end up being. Uh, you know, eight straight conflicts in a row or five straight conflicts in a row or whatever. Um, but I feel like it's going to be very hit or miss. And there will be times that the gunslingers are playing over in, uh, you know, Northern Arizona and the Brahmas are playing at home that week. And, and we're going to, I think there'll be a lot more of that than there will be actual conflict on the schedule. But mm. I don't know that yet. Uh, we haven't seen a schedule yet which is the other side of this that's been really frustrating is the pace in which information is coming out is too slow for me. Now, granted in the past week, we've gotten tons. Uh, they announced the league. They announced the teams the next day today. They announced rosters and we're going to talk a little bit about dispersal draft yeah. in a minute. Coaches. Um, and so that information has been quick and I want to get into coaches. Cause I know we all have opinions on that. Um, it's been quick over the past two weeks, week or two weeks, but it's still too slow. I still don't have a schedule. Um, I still don't have confirmation that they're running. I've heard. Everybody has rumors out there. I've heard that they're going to do the same sort of model that the XFL did last year where they have a hub uh, for practices and they put everything together in the Dallas-Fort Worth area and then they send everybody out to play in their home stadiums. It seems like that's the way they're going um, but we don't even have confirmation about that yet. Nope. Um, just some of the information. It's hard for me to get excited when we're looking at a lot of question marks still. Um, there's one question mark that we don't have, and James Palmer asks about it. How do you feel about the coach change? I got some very specific feelings about this coaching change, and I will share them with you now. They are A, I don't like Wade Phillips. I have not liked Wade Phillips ever since he coached the Cowboys. Uh, I should have seen it coming when he coached the Cowboys. He is a great regular season coach. He does not coach well. He does not prepare his teams well for games that matter. And that worries me. That scares me. 
The other thing that bothers me about this coaching change is I feel like changing from Heinz Ward, letting Heinz Ward go or Heinz Ward leaving or whatever that looks like, and moving to Wade Phillips makes last year worthless. Because yeah. last year, my whole thing was, it's his first year. He's got to learn how to do this, and then he'll get right. better. And I feel like he did that. I feel like he matriculated and gotten better and and yes. and moved forward. And so I was excited about year two to see what we got from Heinz Ward as head coach in year two. Now that he's gone and Wade Phillips is here, I feel like that was a wasted season. Like I rather I would have rather win last season. My whole thing last year is if this is building towards something, okay, you take a hit and first the first season. Yeah. But we didn't get that. We got bumps and bruises and then nothing out of that. Right. And I don't like the investment we made last season only to get to this season and have Wade Phillips, who's a coach that I just look, Wade is the most likable guy in football that I know. I yeah. like the guy. If he wants to come on the show, I would love to have Wade Phillips on the show. I would love to talk with him. I I like the person. But when you look at his track record in the NFL and other leagues, as a head he coach, does not perform when the games matter. True. And it's too big a sample size to just say, oh, it's an aberration. He did it in Denver. He did it in Dallas. Yep. He did it in Houston last year. It's it's a pattern. And it bothers me. It worries me. It scares me. Your now, thoughts, defensive Leo? coordinator. I, I I, I am with you 100% on those thoughts. As a defensive coordinator, he's had a great track record. Uh, mm -hmm. But as a head coach, it's exactly what you say. And, and you said he did it in Denver, and I remember that very well. Um, yep. And he did it in Dallas. And he did it last year in Houston um, yep. You know, for the XFL. But he did win games in the regular season. And that for was sure. something that was lacking in San Antonio last year. And, yeah, maybe we're going to look a little bit better sooner. And, and, and get some wins, in, and that's important in San Antonio. Like we've said many times on this show before, San Antonio is a very fickle fan base, and win-loss column above mostly matters. above all else, that's matters. what matters. And so that could get us off to a stronger start and maybe you know get some more support uh, for the organization, the team, the league, as, as things get started off, and, and maybe, maybe that ends up being a good thing. But – Maybe where I don't see it being a good thing at all. And, and to give props and kudos to Heinz Ward off the field, his involvement with the fan base and the city of San True. Antonio and just showing and proving to everyone in San Antonio that was paying attention that he was invested in this thing. And he was, you know, willing to, to build something from the ground up. Now, Nothing's been revealed what the contract terms, you know, were not agreed agreeable. Right. Obviously, he walked away because there was something he didn't like. And someone will point to that and say, well, he wasn't that invested, obviously. But, you know, everybody needs to be compensated fairly for their time and 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 uh, the the effort that they put into things. And maybe some promises were made to him that weren't going to be carried out. And you can't blame someone for balking at that when they you know, have an impression on what they're going to be compensated or what's going to be done for them. And then all of a sudden things change. Uh, you know, we don't know the specifics, so we can't pass judgment there, but where I will no. pass judgment in a very positive way, nothing but positive way is 
Heinz Ward's engagement with the fan base and with the people that were paying attention, the people that were around. Wade Phillips will never, ever, ever, ever go to the Fiesta Night Parade, sit in a parking lot with fans, you know, coming up to him and shaking his hand and talking to him and say, for hours before the float even gets going, then stand on the float for another couple hours and rate, you know, wave hands and shake hands with people running up to the, the float and, you know, uh, acknowledging all the fans throughout the, the streets as you're going down that, that Wayne Phillips isn't going to do that. You know, Heinz Ward was involved in the community. He was involved with the fan base. You, you know, he proved that he was, he was, he cared about building something in the city. And unfortunately, right. we're not going to get to see that come to fruition. And that that hurts. I, I think that's going to hurt a bit. That's going to sting. Right. Well, I um, feel we all kind of agree, especially when it comes to, I liked Heinz Ward, right? I didn't know him personally, but he was very outgoing. And one thing I do know is that if you're trying to make something work, why change everything? If the one thing you can keep is the coach, let that let there be one thing that's consistent. We're going into a new league. We're probably going to get new players. At least keep us with the same coach. I, I can take so, this information into like cooking. If you're working on a new recipe, you don't change everything and expect it to be good. You change one, so, you're like, well, no, we need a little bit more of this. We need a little bit more of that. But so I'm going to agree. I don't, I'm not happy with the change of the coach. To be fair to the UFL and to the the leadership there, Jason, great to see you, buddy. Uh, we've been right here. We just needed a break, man. Uh, we did two back to back seasons of football last year, and we needed uh, we needed a break. We needed a breather, uh, but we're back and we're better than ever. Um, at least that's what I'm gonna say. Um, <laughs> to be fair to the UFL, they had an issue. A, they had Heinz Ward, who was not happy with contract details. And when you think about it, that makes sense. He was a brand new head coach last year who probably agreed to work for a lot less money than he should have because he was a brand new head coach. Now he knows what his investment of time and energy is going to be. And so he may have been looking for a little more or at least the same. And they may have come back and said, no, we're going to do something different with you. And he was like, Oh, I can't take this kind of time away from my family and my other things mm -hmm. um, for that number. And so we don't know, we don't know what that looked like. I don't, I don't, I'm not mad at him. Uh, no, I just no. feel like we wasted a year. And then they had two Houston franchises and that yes, kind of does, dovetails well into this talk, which uh, Jay Washington has said, hey, as a Roughnecks fan, I was in the biggest of limbos. You really were because they had mm -hmm. two franchises. The only overlap they had in, in between these two leagues was in Houston, but it wasn't really in Houston. Everybody kept saying, are they going to keep the Roughnecks or the Gamblers in this weird way? They kept both, and we'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah. But you never had fans buying Gamblers jerseys. You never had fans buying gamblers stuff, not in the same numbers that you did Roughnecks. You had people showing up for Roughnecks games. Should have been more, but you had yeah. them. And to have had a guy, I bought one. I went to three. I think I went to three Roughnecks games last year, but just because I'm I'm right here, oh, pretty close to Houston, and I can jump over there and see a game. I think I went to Traitor. three Roughnecks games. 
I bought a Roughnecks hat to support the league. And as a guy who bought that hat, I kept seeing it in my closet as we went through this limbo time and going, well, that was good for less than a year. Other fans would have felt the same way. Real Roughnecks fans would have looked in their closet and been like, ah, what a what a waste. Now I have to go buy gambler's gear. Um, so I'm glad they kept the Roughnecks name. I think this turning the gamblers in, like pasting the Roughnecks name over the gamblers organization is a step they didn't have to tell us. I don't mind them doing it. Like we took, we kept the gamblers. We're just calling them the Roughnecks. Why not just well, say they're the Roughnecks? Why not have? Why not just have said we're keeping the Roughnecks? The Roughnecks will continue. Um, why muddle it more well, than it already has to be? Right. It muddies the waters a little much for me. It's not. It doesn't mean anything. Um, go ahead, Leo. Well, when it comes to player contracts and this whole dispersal <laughs> draft thing that they just right. did, that would have been true. hard to do um, and hide the fact that, you know, when all, all these roughneck uh, uh, players are free agents and gambler uh, players are under contract. I heard a little rumor, and if Jason Spurgeon is still with us, I hope he is, please, please, because I know you, Jason is very well connected with uh, the goings-on uh, behind the, the curtain here with the uh, – uh, the former XFL and UFL. I heard a little rumor that um, a lot of it had to do with venue because now that they're going to be playing at Rice University because uh, the what is it? TEDCU or whatever stadium is not available. Yeah. Uh, which phenomenal uh, um, venue that was, by the way. That right was place. the place to do this thing mm -hmm. at. Like TEDCU yes. Stadium was great. 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 For place for what spring football was, the size it was. It was just an excellent venue for this thing. But it not really available was. season because of uh, some renovations and stuff that's going on. Um, so they had to pivot and look for another venue and uh, settled at Rice Stadium for Rice University. Um, and um, the rumor that I saw online, and it was just something I saw, I don't know if this guy was just, you know, talking out of his rear or there's something to this and that's why well, if it was dirty crazy. yes then it was a guy talking no, out it was of his dirty rear. it that's was dirty oh, that's okay. what okay. dirty can actually confirm if he heard anything about this but the rumor was that rice stadium would not allow the gambler name i could see to that be part of their venue because you know it, uh, what's, it what's is a christian university i could yeah. certainly see them going nope we're not doing the gamblers that's that's not something we can get uh get behind I did hear and that, that was the reason real. why the Roughnecks name was saved because they had to go with Roughnecks Gamblers Organization Roughneck name and the decision was made by Rice University, not the actual league. That's pretty interesting, and um, I could buy that if it's if there's I, some truth to it. I don't know. I, don't know. It's, I think it's the right choice. I think keeping the Roughnecks and look, I was one of those people that said they're going to keep Gamblers because they believe that there is history tied to that name with Jim Kelly and the run-and-shoot offense and all of the things that happened in the 1980s with the gamblers. But let me let anybody who's out there in on a little secret. Nobody connects these UFL franchises with those franchises. No football fan in his right mind goes, Birmingham Stallions, this is exactly the same team that we had back in 1983 playing in Birmingham. No, no. Nobody. Nobody does that. Nobody can. Oh, man. 
Are you serious? <laughs> what in the world? How did he even Hello? find the link? Who gave this man access to this show? Dirty from the look, look, right here. Got my Brahma's flag. I love it. I love it. What are you, what are you guys even called now? Are you the X Fan Show still? We're or still the Fan Show? The, what are you? Listen, listen, we're still the X Fan Show, but I am venturing out and working on something new. Uh, but I have it. It's still all in the preliminary issues. I can tell you this. There will be a chapter, a fuel chapter in San Antonio. So I can tell you that there will be a fuel chapter in San Antonio. All right. Shoot away, Leo. Ask your question. I'll give you the truth. Was the roughness wait, wait, name brought hi, RC. back? Look how beautiful you look, hi, RC. How are you? Oh, Thank you're you. so beautiful. Phil, not so much. Leo, you're looking good. <laughs> Oh, well, the question was it. dirty. Yeah. Um, after those pleasantries uh, exchanged, the, the uh, question was, was the Roughnecks name revived back into the fold for the UFL because the Rice University uh, pundits or, or administrators would not allow the gambler's name to be part of their venue? So let, let's look at it this way. The whole Houston situation, I guess right here, the Colts fan, Mo, or whatever right here, talking about mm -hmm. the Houston situation. So let's really look at that. You know, you have the UFL, you have the XFL and the, the USFL. You know, like Phil said, there really was no present for the gamblers in the in, in Houston at all. Okay. No. There was a there was a there was a presence for the roughnecks in Houston. 2023 yep. happens, championship game happens, reach out, let's 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 do a merger. So now the year, here's where everything gets really murky and muddy. So yes, so the TCEU is at the stadium there in Houston. Yeah, mm -hmm. TDECU, yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay, so now it's being completely remodeled for the Big the 12. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Right. Rice Stadium was an original option back in 2023 and back in 2020. Was Rice was an, an actual option for the roughnecks so the reason why you guys got coach wade phillips is because a certain coach didn't want to come back mm -hmm. from what the way i understood it uh, it was a contractual thing though right sure let's just say that let's just say I plead, <laughs> <laughs> let's just say i plead the fifth how's that okay okay, okay. okay. but uh so that's why wade went there so now, if you look at it, the only thing that is sticking for Houston in the in the Roughnecks is just the name. It's the actual Gamblers team. So it's basically you guys now have the Roughnecks in Houston. Roughnecks now have the Gamblers. Yeah, yeah. You're you're not wrong because the no. coaching staff is going to follow him Correct. over, and a lot of the uh, roster did too. Yeah, the dispersal yeah. draft you saw them pick up a bunch of Houston players. Mm -hmm. um, so you're not wrong. Like we right. kind of become the Brahmanecks or the the rough Brahmas or well, something. I mean, hey, you could be the you could be the Battle Dragons like we are. We took half the Sea Dragons team. I mean, come on, <laughs> you right. know, here in St. Louis. But you know, it was it was you know we want Wade Phillips. We want Wade Phillips. If we don't have Wade Phillips, we are not going to have a team in Rice Stadium. Wade Phillips has to be somewhat involved in this mix. And 
Wade was originally the main factor of why they were going to Rice. But then when Fox said, hey, wait a second, we're putting more money up. We're rebranding the Roughnecks as the uh, or the Gamblers as the Roughnecks. So that's why I got, that's the way it is. Now, there's a lot of other pieces that, you know, I really can't talk about, but that's the main gist of all of it, of why it happened the way it did. You can't just be like, I know information, but I'm not telling you. That doesn't no, I work. told you some stuff I really that's, said. That's standard dirty. That's standard dirty. That, that, no, this, no, I told you. Stuff always comes with a disclaimer. I told you some stuff I wasn't supposed to say. So, like, with, your, with the Heinz Ward thing, I know it was reported that it was a contract thing, but why is it that he is the only coach – that has not left or that did not come back. That, that didn't come back. Fair, right? fair question. It, this wasn't a contract thing. This was Fox saying, we want Wade Phillips, but we, he's not going to the gamblers. He's, he's going to take, he's going to go to, he's, this is where he wants to go. So that, Dirty. that there was a lot more to it than that. I mean, it was Heinz was let go because of a, a Fox issue. You well, and I hear rumors, and again, rumors are what they are. That you may see his name pop up as part of the coaching staff of the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, suit, um, which would be great for him. Like that's where yeah, he so. belongs. Like that makes sense for him. Um, and not being a head coach makes sense for him right now. Like he was learning on the job, but I wasn't really happy with what we got out of him last year. You can go back and watch old episodes of this show, and uh, I wasn't always really uh, very complimentary. But we're learning. Like we, he was learning, and that's fine. Um, Dirty, I got a question for you here. You've watched both of these leagues. You're you're involved in spring football. There are folks out there that say that the USFL conference uh-huh. is going to kind of run rough shot over the XFL conference with Birmingham, with uh, uh, Memphis, and Michigan. Those teams are just better. Uh, than anything the XFL put Ooh. on. That's ridiculous, right? We're like, going to find out. You and I both, we and I both understand that like the XFL was just as good a football as you saw in the USFL at times, even better. So Birmingham beating up on a super easy USFL schedule for two straight years and being this powerhouse team is not going to look the same when they're playing XFL Teams, right? Well, I think here's what's going to be the big difference is now you're, you know, uh, they're actually going to be playing in home stadiums and in front of major crowds of fans the big entire difference. time, right? I what think a that, novel idea! Right. We're going to put football on in front of people to watch people. Listen, <laughs> let's remember though, the XFL lost money, even having fans in the seats. But the USFL made money with having less fans of the seat because of TV. So, mm. you, so I will say this: it sucks that we lost eight teams. But if you really look at this, we're going to get w- more quality football because the player pool for the more quality players has shrunk to one league. Right. So now, mm. do I think that the USFL is going to run run sh- rough shot over everybody? No, I, I don't. I think Birmingham, I don't think a team's going to go undefeated. I, are you, like, I can tell you that. Uh, but Except I, I the do, promise. Eh, well, well, we'll see. I mean, you got to get another quarterback. You got to get a quarterback. Uh, I'd love to they see. Got one. It's we Jack got a Cone. couple. We hadn't talked about that yet, but it's Jack Cone. We got a quarterback. 
I'd, I'd love to see. I'd love to see uh, Cole McDonald down there in a in the in the blue, uh, black and yellow. But uh, <clears throat> I think if anything, the one team idea. that we have to worry about the most is Birmingham, because Skip Holtz runs a very fast paced offense compared to anything that we've seen in the XFL. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got. It, it, I mean, it's it's a hybrid between that DC offense and that Seattle offense. The defense that he has is a phenomenal defense. He's got he's got a lot of his returning players. It's Bert Skip does. It's it's. I don't think it's going to be as bad as it is. I could see. Look, I'm, I'm going to say it now. I could see everybody in this league going 500. Every team literally okay. going 500. We're going to have a lot of parity. So. On that subject, on that subject, dirty and kind of involving a lot of what you just said, mm-hmm. that brings up one of my biggest concerns with all of this. And you, you tell me if I'm right or or put put my concern to rest here. One thing that this whole merger mess and it was a mess, yeah, the way it was handled, a huge mess. And and as we talked about earlier, um, it was so much so, and it dragged on so long that it kind of put a damper on, on our, you know, how excited we are about this league and, and mm-hmm. for spring football, you know, it, it, it made us question things. Even some of us diehard fans and supporters made us question about this whole spring football thing. And is this really going to work because of how it went, went <laughs> about now, but having been through all that and okay, there's mm-hmm. going to be a season and we have, you know, all, all, all the logistics being worked out. My biggest concern on how this dragged out is we are now in, you know, getting to mid-January. Yeah. Uh, first game is supposed to be uh, end of March. Let's say March 30th, I believe. Well, right? March 30th, it's going to be the Birmingham Stallions yes. versus the uh, Arlington Renegades right yep. there in the beautiful Chalk Call Stadium. Yes. Which I actually yeah. like that stadium. It's not a football it's stadium, but it's not bad. It's not terrible, but it's not a football stadium. But it's better than the We've dump. had worse. We've had well, worse. Yeah, I mean so, the dome is terrible in St. Louis. It's a dump. You know, oh. I know I may I know I talk trash on the Alamo Dome, but I actually love the Alamo Dome. The Alamo Dome's great. Why are Why are they not playing at Cashman? What happened to Vegas? No, I'm just no. kidding. Yeah, I'm let's not even start go still. there. Let's I'll not start, start that. Let's start the best fan experience I had was in Vegas. <laughs> it was it was like fun, garbage. but that was the Vegas of it, not yeah. the football <laughs> of it. Let's be fair. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. So to get back to my point, my concern is with this. You know, that was part of my excitement of the first XFL season, XFL mm-hmm. 2.0. We're going to have a full – we saw what they did with an abbreviated offseason because they kind of rushed things to get things started to start that initial season. And I was like, okay, well, let's see what these guys can do with a full offseason to put things together, to have a full training camp, get get teams in, you know, get offenses installed and, and put a good product on the field from day one, game one, which, being honest – Nobody can say that the XFL 2.0 put a good product on the field nope. in weeks one or two or even three, Mm-mm. you know, if we're being honest. And when we were excited, like, okay, well, we're going to get that this time around. And here we go again with this with Not- this merger mess that that ate up in the whole thing. And then re- we're having to redo schedules. We don't even have a schedule yet. And they're going to have to put all this thing together last minute once again and rush everything. And here we go. Bad football is coming, guys. Bad football is coming to your city. If you're in the UFL, you get to watch some bad football come, but, you know, March and but, early April. Be ready. And I just but, think that that is going to be very detrimental to wait. 
potential fans. Wait, 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 just a second. When you said we don't even have a schedule yet, there was a look. What do you know, Dirty? When are we getting a schedule? I don't need the schedule. I just need to know when. January 15th, the week of January 15th, the schedule is going to be coming out. And I will say this, mark your calendars for Father's Day weekend because there might be a championship game that weekend. That's all I'm saying on that. Okay. In San Antonio? Okay. Uh, I, no, you know, I mean, maybe. I'm here in St. Know. Louis, but who knows? Right. Listen, I hear a dump. I hear it's going to be in a dump of a dome, which is not <laughs> San Antonio. That's St. Louis. But that's here nor there. I don't know. I can just tell it's you this. It's a ways away. It's a ways away. Right. Now, mark your calendars no. for the weekend of January 15th. I have a feeling that's you'll see the schedule then. Um, now, I'll circle to back Leo, around to what Leo was saying. What, what we did, did lose say? another offseason. No. Oh, okay. The offseason. We right. lost yeah. another offseason. Put my mind at rest, Dirty. Am I right? Or is the fact that you know now we have one talent pool – uh, and all the other stuff that you just said a few moments ago, a few minutes ago, is that going to offset this? So I'm going to circle back to what I've said. How do we know how long this has all been in place? Right. So here's what it I just announced it, but that doesn't mean that but, it just happened. Well, here's what I'll tell you. Here's what I'll tell you, right? I can tell you the day after the championship game, the Monday after the championship game, the XFL reached out to the USFL to start the merger talks. I they know initiated liked, the talks. Yeah, the XFL did. Russ Brandon. Mm-hmm. But so, call the XFL, USFL. We, we, we need to merge. Okay? Because they lost way more money than what they thought they were going to lose. So, I know everybody says, oh, it, it was in July. No. No, that's just when they wanted you to know it happened in July. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, this has been going on for months and months and months. Why do you think we didn't see the draft? Because the draft probably already happened. The draft probably already happened. There was a lot of logistics that they had to work out. So these players have been working out, and you know, and we've, you know, we've had a few players on the show, and they say they've been in Texas working out with with other players and stuff like that. Now, hmm. the the burnt, you know, USFL players have been working out with each other. Like if you go and listen to the biggest troll on on Twitter, like I am, I love to stir the pot. Mark Thompson, he'll tell you that he's been working out with his teammates for months. Hmm. So, I mean, it's really on how you look at it. Do we go by what we see or do we logistically and logically think because this is a merger, it takes time to get things out. How far behind are we with it? How far are we behind from them telling us the actual truth? Well, and to be fair, last season, what we saw on the field you could draw direct lines to unprepared teams mm-hmm. to rookie unprepared head coaches. Yes. Now you look at the head coach setup: Skip mm-hmm. Holtz, Curtis Johnson, John DeFilippo, De- De- Mike Nolan, Bob Stoops, Reggie Barlow, Wade Phillips, and then, of course, Anthony Beck. All guys that have been head coaches, Anthony Beck first season, all guys that have done this before – Mm-hmm. Know what the requirement is, and you can say they're bad or good. I don't particularly like Mike Nolan. I don't think he's a very good head coach, but he's been a head coach, and he's been a head coach on the highest level. He's been in the NFL, even mm-hmm. success there. So whether I like him or not is not the point. The point is he knows how to prepare a football team, and so we don't have any more of these Orlando Guardians, uh, Terrell Buckley, 
uh, even Heinz Ward at times had moments where you were just like, what are you doing, coach? What What's going on here? Well, I mean, let, let's look at it this way. I mean, look, I, I mean, I like Coach Beck. I've had Coach Beck on the show a bunch of times, right? But, I mean, let's look at the first five wins of the Battlehawks. They lucked out in those wins. The one in San Antonio, we lucked out. Because for sure, nothing against Hein Wards. He just didn't understand the rules like Coach right. Beck. The next week in Seattle, again, Hazlitt, the NFL mindset. But Coach Beck understood the rules of the XFL, and that's why we beat Seattle in Seattle. They get home to St. Louis, and they can't win a game in St. Louis to save your life. You win the first game, but then you drop your next two. You know, and then, so I I'm, yeah. I'm, I love Coach Beck. I'm not, you know, but I'm still a little worried about him because of the inexperience that he has as that head coach, as only being a one-year head coach compared to some of the other guys. So if you look at coaching staffs, what side has the better coaching staffs and the more experience? The USFL conference does. Uh, so yeah. Do, so do you have a question? Uh, yeah. yeah, go ahead, RC. What? What would you tell fans who feel like they're always getting the short end of the stick with all these different leagues? What could you tell them to say, no, this league is different. This league is going to succeed. What can you tell fans? So, look, I, I've been doing this for five years now. Minus COVID, I had inside information that the XFL 2.0 was going to be gone, right? Vince wasn't bringing it back because of legal troubles. We get three, then these guys fold. We get the AAF down there when you guys at San Antonio, it folds. There's a reason why. Yes, we want to support our teams, right? We want to just support our team. But for these startup leagues, you got to support every single team. You have to go and buy merch for every single one of these teams. I don't care if it's a keychain, if it's a sticker, you have to be sitting in front of your TV or recording it on your TV, your 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 DVR or you know watching it on the streaming apps. You have to go back and watch these games to get these numbers up. If they want these leagues to survive, that's what you have to do. Until we do that as a fan base, which you notice I just turned that around to the fuel fans united experience legion. See how that all works? As fans, we got to unite to make this league work. Because if we don't, this league's going to be gone within two years. Plain and simple. I so go disagree. Out, buy the merch, support the teams, watch the games. I don't care if you don't like the Memphis, the Memphis showboats. I'm going to go to Memphis games. I'm going to buy showboat gear. I don't care if you like if, if, if you don't like the Roughnecks. Go buy their gear. I don't care if you don't like the Brahmas. Buy their gear. I don't care if you like. I do not like the Brahmas. I mean, come on. I'm just saying. Don't, don't be ridiculous. Buy something. That's how you get this to last. We have to support this league as fans. Watch it on TV and buying the merchandise. That's the way it's going to the last. We don't. All right. You said you, you said United. Are you going to come back to San Antonio and do like a United podcast that we did and we had an amazing time? Of course, RC. You know I will. I, San Antonio has a very very, very special place in my heart and uh, the hyena's heart. We love San Antonio. It is my second favorite city. If I wasn't, if, if I could actually move, I would move 
to San Antonio. I love that city so much. Wow, I love it. And we love you, Dirty and Amanda. She she go buy her own hoodie. <laughs> so, uh, Dirty, I just did some math in my head. Yep. Which may be incorrect because it's my math. It's not Is Dirty, it dirty math. math? Oh, okay. Got it. Um, you said that you expect maybe a championship game in the middle of June. You actually said Father's Day. That's the middle of June. Uh -huh. um, so I am discerning through that. You missed that the week. We, we will get a full schedule, a full slate of games on that March 30th weekend. Four games. Okay. And we will only get an eight-game season? Nope. We'll get a 10-game season. You missed the week. You missed the week. I don't I have, have two week, you, but you gotta have two weeks for for playoffs. No, you're gonna have one week. You're gonna have one week for playoffs. Why have a bye? Why have a bye in a startup league? No, That's no. But you're you're gonna have your top two teams in each uh, division. Okay, That's play, and then you're gonna have a championship. Team. Oh, but you're right. I, I'm okay. Why have that. a bye? You don't need a bye week. No, you're not gonna get a bye. Yeah, you're no. absolutely right. So no you bye. go right from. So you go right to the 10 games. So if you look at the calendar, I don't know how to do it. I don't, let me pull it up on my phone. Can you give me a calendar? <laughs> let me pull it up on my phone. I don't know how to do this. See, I'm not used to having the control. I'm used to having all the control. I can do all that stuff. Yeah. So yeah. if you talk about the 30th, right, that it starts. Yes. Okay. So then you have, a, you have two games on Saturday, the 30th, two games on Easter Sunday. Unfortunately, here goes. That's not good. The UFL screwing up another scheduling conflict, idiots. You know, you got to love them, morons. And then, you know, July 6th, and you have July 6th, then you'd have July 13th, July 20th, July 27th, or April, I mean. April 6th, 13th, 20th, 27th. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at my phone. I'm getting old. Then you have May 4th, which, oh, see, another bad time. You might another as well day. just put the commas on the road for Cinco de Mayo. Because you guys ain't nobody going to go to the game down there, are you? If there's a day on Cinco de Mayo. If they, do, if they have a special on beer, lots of people will be there. Yeah, okay. Actually, what they're gonna have to what they're gonna have to navigate around here in San Antonio is April 21st and 28th. Those will Which be the Fiesta. two weekends around yes. Fiesta. That's a bigger deal That's, than Cinco yes. de Mayo. Okay, then just move then put the Brahmas somewhere else for that day. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so if you look at it by the end of the week, the last game will be the last week of the season would be June 1st and June 2nd. Then you go that's into you that's go, my birthday there, June second. There you go. Then you go Just into saying. your playoff week, which would be June eighth and June 9th, right? right? And then your your championship game would be the weekend of the fifteenth and the sixteenth. Right now, let's really look at this. We always talked about spring football, right? Yeah, and I understand. Down in San Antonio, it probably starts getting hot around April, April, May. Now, Ju now July, sixty eight degrees today. God, it's it's uh now. 42, it's raining, and we're getting ready to get a foot of or two inches of snow. Oh my god. What's that? What's what snow? I hate life. What? I hate life. I hate misery. Come no, no, what's the thing you said? Snow snow? Is that snow. Yeah, it's what's this, that? It's this white powdery stuff that comes out of the sky and it's it, Oh, we had that happen a couple of years ago. It it wreaked havoc on things down here. Oh, not yeah. down here. Not down here. <laughs> but we will actually really legit have a spring football league, if you think about it. Because spring starts in March, what, March 21st? Yeah. And ends yeah. June I, 21st. I would rather have 
the old schedule February no, to no, no. listen. I love you, but cut. Listen, come to St. Louis in February in tailgate. <laughs> you got a point. There's a lot of places that are not really nice in February. I don't care when you're out there. You got to wear seven layers of clothes because you're freezing. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not fun. It's football, man. No, no. But NFL they tailgate when it's freezing. October, yeah, November, December, January. Yeah. Come on. I know, not me, not this, not this fatty, not this fatty. My biggest <laughs> issue is that it 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 sets up potential conflicts with our other love, which is the yeah. San Antonio Gunslingers. Their season starts uh, the same time, so I, I get it. Those ten weeks, maybe twelve weeks, are going to be rough, tough. Um, it's going to be tough. We're going to have a lot to cover. Like for a, as a show, it's going to be great. But it, you know, it's going to be a lot. All right, to, so let me ask you guys this: I see one person wearing the gunslingers. I see the gunslinger background in the back, and then I see the BWO and all the Brahma stuff in the back. So I can I can safely say that Phil and RC will be at the gunslinger games, and Leo is going to be at the Brahma games. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think you can make that assumption because I'm I have season ticket holders for the for the Brahmas. Oh, okay then. See, there you go. There hey, you go. Dirty, just to change yeah. the subject real quick, because we've got Jordan Stubing on here and he poses a great question and something we've wondered before. Jordan says, I'm curious what's going to happen with the IFL XFL relationship after the merger. Um, sorry if you already touched on this, but he was putting the kids to bed. So, so while he's with us now, I'd like to know if you have any insight on that that relationship that the XFL previously had with the IFL. Is that going to continue at all with the UFL, or is that put to bed? I, I would like say it's put kids. to bed because you haven't heard really a whole lot about it, right? Um, I don't see it. I don't see it going. I mean, I know that the the USFL had an, a, a, a partnership with the IFL also. But that wasn't even that's not even been talked about in this merger between these two leagues that they're going to well, have a lot of moving parts to just get the merger done. That may be something Correct. that they move something in. down the line. But as yeah. of right now, here's what I'm saying. And the hyena brought it up on the show one time. Like if you look at the way these commercials are being ran and you look at the way these presentations are being done with this whole UFL merger stuff. It's very NFL-esque. It very much has an NFL feel to it. Agree with you. So I have a feeling that the NFL might be more involved than we all know it is. That's huge if that's if there's truth if to that's that. That's true. Yeah. I mean, it would be nice. That that is the that's the key. If a if a team can get or if a league can get uh some sort of connection to the NFL and become a pipeline for players. Um, that that's the key to making this thing last. I love how you guys are fighting over here. Gunslingers have priorities. Michael saying gunslingers have priorities. Most saying Brahmas have priorities. Now, you know, Michael Wayne David brings up the point about, have you heard about the website? Yeah. The website's garbage. Don't go to UFL, go to the, the, and you go to the actual website for this new merge league. Not a whole lot there though. (laughs) <laughs> no, they're really well. You can buy your tickets now. Yeah, that's true. That's true. There's links tickets, to the merchandise. The merch shop is coming up. 
Buy tickets. Soon. You don't know when you're buying tickets for, but buy tickets. <laughs> this bugs me. We need a schedule. We need a schedule. Listen, right send, now. send me an email, and I, I might, I might, you know, I might have something for you. Well, I, I will say this. Done. But Done. All of it shows yeah. that football, uh, football is a priority. You need to put your email in the private chat because I don't know that I have it. But hold on, RC yeah, was done. saying something, Dylan. You rudely interrupted her. I yeah, just said that all this shows is that football is a priority in San Antonio. Whether it be Brahmas, whether it be Gunslingers, football is the way to go here in San Antonio. Right. Yeah. And I'm here's the thing, and this is what we're seeing: is look, I really want this league to succeed. I really do. And I think by having these two leagues merge into one, we are going to get the cream of the crop of these spring players. And we got to support it. We have to support it. And I, I mean, I know in San Antonio, you guys supported it very well. St. Louis is an anomaly. I don't even count St. Louis. Birmingham supported it very well. You know, uh, Arlington supported it very well. But we got to get out there as fans, all of us, no matter what city you're in, and just promote it and promote it. Because, Jordan, here's the thing with The Rock. The Rock is only going to be used when he needs to be used by the new league. That's it. Am I going to change my alias to Dusty? No, I'm staying dirty forever. Ah. Well, I'm sending you an email right now. That's why I'm quiet. You know, I'm never quiet. I'm sending you an email like, right now as we speak because uh, I want to see what you got. Um, yes, I'm, I do too. I'm, I'm excited, but it's a tentative thing where it never has been before going into the spring league. I've been like, ah, let's go all in and I'll get there um, as we get closer to the season. I'm sure I'll get there, but I, I, uh, Man, I don't know. It the uh, the merger really sapped a lot of my energy. It, uh, it, it really did. It did not. I'm gonna out myself here right now, dirty. You you okay. you might you might curse. Well, don't curse at me. We're a family show, but you 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 might have I've some been choice very, words. Very hard not to cuss on this show, by the way. <laughs> you have you can might have that. some choice words for me or some shaming to to tell me. Um, but as Philip said the merger kind of sapped some excitement a bit. Uh -huh. And um, I, for one, you talked about earlier about supporting this league, which I agree with you 100%, not just your team, but the league. And you right. talked about buying merch. Here's my stance on that, though. One, because, as you said, this this league may not even last past, uh, you know, two years, another two uh -huh. years. Um, I'm tired of putting my hard-earned cash on – on stuff that's not going to matter anymore. And I know there's a lot of people out there just like me, but this is what makes it even worse and even harder for me. I'm just going to say it and out myself and just be honest with the exception of one, one under armor hat that mm -hmm. I got was given to me actually mm -hmm. um, for the Brahmas in the XFL last year, every single piece of uh, merchandise hat-wise. Garbage. Total garbage. They, garbage. I can't wear them anymore. They were useless, and I paid lots of money for those things. Uh, I have shirts, and some of the shirts are still okay. Others, yeah, not so much, but the quality of merch they were putting out and the prices they were asking for them. Someone earlier talked about the $180 for the jerseys that mm -hmm. they put out, and those jerseys were honestly not very good. Crap might be a harsh word, but maybe not. 
such a harsh word. Right. Yeah. I, 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 I'm very hesitant to spend any money on merch right now or this coming season when one, I'm not sure they're going to stick around. And two, I might get garbage in return. Like I did last year. Well, I what, what do you say for a fan like that? I'll say this, the USFL stuff. I've seen the USFL stuff front and center. And there it is. There's the Brahma hat. Uh, I saw the USFL stuff up front and center, and it was much better than the XFL stuff. A hundred times better. Uh, I have the Under Armour hat for the Battlehawks that we were supposed to get. Never came, but we got them. The jerseys the USFL put out were much better than the XFL jerseys. You know, because those were garbage. I'm not saying go and buy a bunch of hats. I'm saying buy a battle, a, 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 a bumper sticker or a sticker. Just to give some kind of money, Phil's looking at what I sent them. You understand what that is, Phil? No, I don't I'll, understand what I'm looking at at all. I'll, I'll call you. I'll call you after the show, and I'll tell you. I'll all tell right. you exactly what it is. Do you notice the dates on there, though? Do you notice anything? Yeah, yeah no, I see your dates. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, look, I understand that. I, look, I'm going to be hesitant when it comes to buying stuff at first, right? I want to give it a game or two before I really go and buy because I want to see what the quality of the merchandise is going to look like. That's what that that's what I would say. Wait. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Wait a little bit. I still love that Brahma's hat. That's still one of my favorite hats. That's still one of my favorite hats, but this one might be my favorite though. I just oh, like it. What's that? Speaking of not being around of anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I have never seen Dirty, you're gonna love this. You're gonna go off on this, I'm sure. I've never seen more butthurt fans than Sea Dragons fans right now. Like, they are mad. You know, kind of deservedly. And, and I get it. I totally get it. But, man, they're mad. My my heart goes out to David mm -hmm. Early. He's been, you know, he, he, he trolled the entire XFL world. And I kept telling him, bro, listen to the show. I'm painting you the picture. I'm telling you what's going to happen, when it's going to happen. And he just didn't want to believe it. I really, him and Robert Kobe Sr., I really feel bad for him, you know. And then I got messages going, well, how did you know all this? I watched the show, you know. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, if you're if you're a Sea Dragons fan, I'd really, really be ticked off. Yeah. You know? uh, they did. They supported their team. They supported their team in the worst weather in the world. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they... But let's really look at it, though. You know, they're doing charter flights, right? Now, if you Google what it costs to take a charter flight, it's $25,000 an hour. So you imagine you're flying that plane from Arlington to Seattle. It's sitting on the runway right. for two days. That's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. It's a lot it's of money. It's a lot of money. Yeah. It's a lot of money you're wasting. I get it. That's why I don't that's why that's why it sucks that we went to eight teams. I think they should have maybe went to six to twelve, but then it wouldn't have been a fair it wouldn't have been a fair trade-off for the league. Because right. you know the XFL would have had seven teams, USFL would have had uh five teams where you could have finagled a team and moved them somewhere else like they had planned in the Canton, like because Canton had a lease. But they wanted it to split the best that they could, and this is the best way they could do it. And it yeah. sucks that we lost some teams. But now it's time. UFL I mean, is here. Look, 
it it sucks that we lost some teams. It also doesn't in some ways. Like I'm not upset that we lost Orlando. I'm not upset that we lost Vegas. Uh, I'm not upset that we lost the New Did Jersey. Did you go to General. a Vegas game? Did you go to a Vegas game? No, no. Leo, you went to a Vegas. Oh, Leo's leaving. RC, you it's went gone. to a Vegas game, right? No, not in Vegas. Not in Vegas. I did Leo. go to a Vegas game. Yes, to answer your question. Leo went to a Vegas that game. That wasn't fun, and then go do what you got to do. Tell me that wasn't a fun time. The oh, Vegas. we had a great time. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Even though and the venue was not that bad. It was – I expected much worse than what I got because of everything I was reading and hearing and everything, and it, it wasn't terrible. And and the seats that we had were great and very inexpensive. So Yes. It was beautiful. Yeah, I mean – Look, it is what it is. I'm just saying that there are teams, and and on the USFL side too, there are teams that I'm like, man, eh, you know, we lost the Generals. Eh, who cares? Um, you know, there, there's some of that stuff where I'm just like, meh. Eh. Um, hey, listen, Mike Steele, Captain Brahma. Listen, I get it. You want to ride with the Brahmas. I'm not saying not to ride with the Brahmas. What I'm saying is if you want this league to last and you want your Brahmas to stay, Go and buy a bumper sticker. Go and buy a keychain from one of the other teams. That's the only way this is going to work. You can't rely on just one or two franchises to make this league last. You just can't do it. Hey, Dirty, I'm going to have to take she's off. Gonna, she's going to leave. All right, Archie. We'll see you later. Love you. A couple weeks. We'll Love be back. You. On see you Where's my little brat? Here's my little brat I have. I you have a new child. Oh, whoa. My little baby. Seen cute kids and cute puppies now. We've got it all going right. on. This. My little Sal. She loves her daddy. Say oh, hi, Sal. So sweet. We'll see you later, RC. Bye. Say hi, Sal. All right, get so out do back. you expect this to be uh, better marketed, better run than what we saw last year from the XFL? <laughs> <laughs> well, let's hope. I mean, let I, mean hope. I, realize, I realize I just set the bar really low. Yeah, let, let's let's hope they really do it. I mean, look, here's what I'll say about the USFL. The USFL side marketed very, very well. It was okay. Marketed better, better than uh, better than uh, XFL 3.0. That's a low bar. That's a real low bar. Saying. Just saying. Um, I think with the changes that have been made in place that are there, I have a yeah. feeling that with this is going to be marketed better. I do like that you have both of the major sports media entities in mm -hmm. Fox and ABC or ESPN or whatever you want to call them working together on this. They don't have to fight with each other. They, they can uh, build this thing with the resources that they have without sniping at each other. I never understood. You and I had conversations last year, mm -hmm. all of the XFL versus US, USFL sniping between fans and mm -hmm. even leagues and teams. It didn't make sense to me. I'm glad that's all gone. I'm glad that we can just Is have it, really, football and enjoy it. Really? Have you have you looked? Have you looked? Because it's not. It's even worse now. You have the well, USFL it'll, it'll go away. You have it'll the USFL diehards talking trash on the – XFL diehards. You have the XFL diehards talking trash on the UFL diehards. And I think that's the reason why the Roughnecks got moved to where they are so they can unify the fan base, unite the fan bases and give us an experience and let us be grow as a legion. 
See how I did all that again? See how I did all that again? Huh? Right. See how I turned that whole thing around yeah. again? That's great. There you go, right? See? Uh, rules. Are you hearing uh, XFL or USFL rules? I, listen, I, I know people are going to hate me. And, and let me explain my reasoning why. How many USFL players made active rosters compared to XFL players? Which league had more on active rosters? USFL. I, I, yeah, it was definitely the USFL. So, if you were going to be the league of opportunity to get your guys to the next level, right? What rules would you much rather want to use? Uh, the, the the XFL rules because they were more fun. No. <laughs> the XFL rules were more fun, though. Yes, they were more fun. But you're I'm going just the the tiered. <laughs> yeah, I love the tiered extra point. Uh, it was very cool. I did too. I did and too. And I thought the kickoff worked so well. I did too. I did too. But if you want to get your guys to that next level, why wouldn't you be more complacent with the uh, the goal that they're going to? In Major League Baseball, do they change the rules in Minor League Baseball to Major League Baseball? No, they're exactly the same. All the time. No, they're not. They're insane. <laughs> you know, that's hockey. They test out. They test out rules on minor league systems, which is great. Exactly. And I hope that one day we get that in spring football where, hey, uh, let's try this for two seasons in spring football and yeah. see if it's something that makes the game better. I would much yeah, I prefer them to go more with the UFL rules because of the end goal for these players than the XFL rules. Unless the, the NFL rules were so much fun. They were. They were. But hear me out. Unless the NFL is going to adopt some of the XFL rules, there's no need of having them because, in my opinion, it's not helping the greater good to get the player to the next level. And Man. that's what it's about. It's about getting the player to the next level. And it's not nobody really wants to hear your logic, though. They were more fun. We want the XFL. <laughs> they were. I love the XFL rules. Loved them. I mean, hell, the XFL rules is what got us to beat you guys in the first game of the year. True. So Too true. Simple. So yeah. But yeah, that's it. You're, I love you guys. You're saying so. You're saying next week we might see a schedule pop out. I, I'm just saying. Uh, I'm just saying the week of the fifteenth, the schedule is going to come out. That would be next week. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know. I'm, I'm dirty. I don't know anything. <laughs> That's oh, all. Mo Ferrante, one foot down, two foot down. Meh. Um, Again, I love the XFL rules, but it's about getting to the next level. Logically, it makes more sense unless the NFL is going to adopt XFL rules. It makes more sense to follow more of the XF, the USFL rules than it does the XFL rules. Yeah, Fair point for sure. Yeah. I, again, XFL rules were better. What part of you guys? Listen, you're lucky this isn't my show because I would all be calling you the the I word right now. This is Phil and Leo and RC show, so I'm not going to call you guys that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, I, get it. I don't watch college football because <clears throat> don't even get me started on college football because I don't like what they do to those kids. So don't even get me started on college football. Well, that's a whole different conversation. Whole that's a story. different conversation. A whole different right, all another story. So yeah. So yeah. Uh, well, we're we're uh, sort of excited for the US, U, UFL season. We've got time to get excited because they're not starting when they should be starting uh, here in a few. <laughs> they weeks, are starting exactly when they should be starting. No, 
Yes, exactly when they should be starting. Definitely not. I need exactly year-round football, Dirty. Nope. Uh, no. No. Nope. Exactly. Spring. Football. I want spring football, not winter football. I want spring football. You I have mean, a dome. You're I, fine. So do you. You have a dome too. I got 68 yeah, degree great. weather in January. I'm not worried yeah. about that either. I, that's what I'm saying. You got a dome. So when it's 100 right. degrees in in June, you could go walk into a 72 degree dome and not. Yeah, be but do you know what it. tailgating is going to be like in 100 degrees? And it but, gets 100 degrees in April. Listen, <laughs> you're going to drink a lot of water, and Leo <laughs> and Leo have to cut back on the beer. That's all there is to it. Ah. Should but he's be gotta, starting right after the Super Bowl. No, that's um, the best. That, this is the way I have spoken. Um, <laughs> hey, I like what Jordan Steubing is saying here. Imagine, you know, the Brahmas and the Gunslingers pulling a championship this year, and that's that would be phenomenal. And I can say with certainty that that is a goal of the Gunslingers this year. Brahmas, not so much. I, I'm, I'm not saying it's out of the question, but like you said, Dirty. A lot of parity going to be in that league right now, so it's hard to say. Uh, it's it's a full reset, well, new coaching staff, new players, new everything, so we don't know, quite know what to expect. But from the gunslingers, uh, there's a little bit more certainty, um, even with all the changes. So well, I'll, Here, I'll give you guys something. So um, I wouldn't be surprised if San Antonio doesn't have an NFL team within the next five years. Yeah. What? Uh, listen, oh, man, there, there's there's a little old man up up 35. No, no, no. Let me let me let me explain some to you. I understand. I know that there are a few teams that in the league that aren't doing well in their markets. The league is wanting to expand, but wanting to add other teams to the conferences and reconference again and rezone the conferences again. And uh I do know that San Antonio has been brought up by a guy up on Highway 35 after the success look, of the XFL. Look, for San Antonio to have an NFL franchise, we need two things that we do not currently have. A steady fan base, no matter what the record, the record is. is. We don't have that. And corporate sponsorships, and we don't have that. Well, I'm just Those, I'm are, those are the two big things that the NFL needs, and we don't have either of them right now. We could right. one day. We're working that direction, but we don't have either of those. I've right. just I've just heard from some some sources that I have within the NFL that uh, St. Louis has been talked about of getting a franchise back, and then because of the XFL and San Antonio has also been talked to has talked about of getting a franchise. I mean, I think it. I, I think it belongs in San Antonio. I think it would be successful. But the earmarks that everybody looks for right. is can you can you get us corporate dollars? It does not exist in San Antonio in the in the numbers that you're talking about. And can you get a uh, a steady fan base to show up? At least thirty thousand people to show up for a team that is going to go two and uh, what is that two and fifteen. That ain't happening in San Antonio. I'm telling you right now. Well, right, yeah. I mean, look, I'm not saying it's going to happen overnight. I'm just, I'm just saying I've heard rumors that there are some franchises that are looking to relocate. Even so, I know that Jacksonville is looking to relocate, and Shotgun, 
Shad Khan has a very somewhat special relationship with St. Louis because he lived here in the St. Louis area. So, and then the Chargers are looking to move more east into a big Gee, city. They're not happy in <laughs> Los Angeles with zero fans. That's they're weird. looking to move God. east into a big state. So Jay. Jay Washington pops in, and Leo's already talked about this. Um, the Jones family are never letting San Antonio, Rio Grande Valley, West Texas market up. The Joneses don't have anything to do with it, and let me tell you why. When it makes sense for the NFL to have a team in San Antonio, they will realize that Jones is one vote, and Jones will realize that he can make money uh, because they all share money. They all throw it in one pot together and share it. As soon as it becomes reasonable and, and worth making money in San Antonio, even Jerry Jones will go, all right, that's fine. I yep. know everybody, look, you're not losing Dallas Cowboy fit. When when San Antonio becomes an NFL market, San, uh, Dallas Cowboy fans aren't going anywhere. Right. They will still buy their merchandise. Yep. They will still be fans. He's not going to lose anything. By San Antonio getting a franchise. And not look, lose if, if you're saying, like here, the, so the argument that, that Jay has is null and void because what is just two and a half hours away from Dallas? Houston. What has yeah. an NFL team now? Yeah, Houston. Yeah, um, exactly. So it doesn't matter. When it comes, when that all, see, that's the thing, like I say everybody here in St. Louis, when they all complain about Stan Kroenke, I'm like, it was a dude who took a franchise that was worth $800 million and overnight turned him into a $2 billion franchise. What are you going to do as an owner? Right. And what happened? Yeah. They shipped him out. They know what money they know the money they can make in the cities. They know but what still, money they can make. But so, still, Stan Kroenke and Dean Spanos <laughs> are terrible, awful, evil people. Well, I mean, uh, terrible uh, owners are, yeah. Art model also. Uh, right. yeah. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but well, Adams, ditto. Um, right, awful people. I can tell you, I'm like, I'm like Mo here, Colts fan. Mo would <clears throat> says would love to have an NFL team here in SA. I'd be there, win or lose, and in full force. I, we need more fans. Like I'm a I'm a Broncos fan, but I would be there. Ticket prices have to be reasonable, though. I mean, which is yeah, well, okay. that's not the NFL. Then that's a problem Leo, in the NFL. That's not the NFL. Teaser, yeah. Ticket prices are not reasonable, and and no. and, and that's going to be the challenge here in San Antonio because it is. Uh, we don't we don't have a market here that's willing to pay that type of money on a regular basis. See, I, I I think you guys we really don't. I I I think you guys give yourself. I don't think you guys give yourself enough credit. Oh, I, I, I really don't. I think you guys would definitely support a team for at least five, five to ten years, but they bet within those five to ten years they better start putting a team together. You know what I'm saying? And they better start putting players on the field. You know, for, well, for the amusement parks. So here's I mean, what she here's what she originally said. Payment plan. I I know, dirty. You're probably not following the gunslingers like we have been. Mm -hmm. They have rolled out a monthly subscription yep. for season tickets, and it is genius. You start paying on your season tickets at the end of this season, uh -huh. and by the time you get to the season, you've paid 
whatever your price is, but your your season tickets are there. It didn't hit you all at once. Right. It it came out and you know, it's genius. They're doing it with the gunslingers. They stole it, not stole it. They borrowed <laughs> the idea from the Tulsa Oilers, also in the IFL. That is the oh. way tickets are going, by the way. It's right. happening. Well, if you look, the XF the, the XFL kind of did that. You put a deposit down and then you could defer your payment for a few months down the line to pay the next payment. It wasn't that you had to pay it all up at front. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. I mean, the Rams kind of did something like that similar here in St. Louis when they were here. You paid up a little bit, and then, you know, you had to pay so much every month to keep your season tickets. It's a smart idea. But, again, it's the NFL. The NFL really doesn't care because they make so much money. They don't really – no NFL team really loses money. <laughs> At all. No. Well, right, no. that's revenue sharing. Like, that's revenue sharing for Right, you. exactly. It's revenue the, sharing. None of them the, really lose money. The Dallas Cowboys and the, uh, you know, uh, Kansas City Chiefs and the Philadelphia oh. Eagles carry teams like Jacksonville and mm-hmm. uh, Cleveland and some of that kind of stuff. Look, like if they, you really look at it, you're, you guys are like a city like Buffalo. San Antonio kind of reminds me of Buffalo. Very, very Pittsburgh-like. I... Uh, okay. Heinz Ward, Heinz Ward made the connection between San Antonio and Pittsburgh, and I haven't been able to forget it. It's I would a very the die hardness that you guys have for the football down there. You know, like I mean, the, with the gunslingers and stuff like that. The guys, the way you guys had it for the Brahmas, you guys are a very hardworking blue collar city. Yeah, exactly. That's Buffalo, and it seems like if you guys get behind something, you guys are behind it a hundred percent. Win, lose, or draw. I mean, even when your guys' team was sucking it up in the XFL, you guys were still putting ten to eleven thousand in there. Yeah. So yeah, don't look at don't look at Spurs ticket sales if you believe that we're in <laughs> win, lose, or draw. Just don't look at Spurs ticket sales right now if you think that's oh, the, the case. Wimby you know, is hey. the future, man. <laughs> yeah, Wimby is the future of the. Oh, he God. might be the future, but he's not selling tickets right now. I'm telling yeah, you. Yeah, you know, he's young still. Give it some time. Yeah, for sure. For yeah, sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, we are way into overtime. We lost our C already. She had to jet. Dirty, uh, you're always welcome. I, I, they make me say that. So uh, you're always welcome <laughs> to come on the show. <laughs> I was just scrolling uh, through Facebook. I saw it. I was like, oh. <clears throat> My second favorite podcast, my video cast is back on the smoking guns. I got yeah, we're here. here. We're back. Here. We we're going to go, uh, I think every, every couple of weeks until we get closer to the season and then we'll start picking up weekly. There's not enough to talk about right now to come on every week. Um, you guys do it. And you can have come on and I can talk for hours. Oh, we know. Oh, oh we yeah. Know. Oh yeah. We know. You're aware. Leo, I'm we're still waiting for your email. Oh, yeah, I'll send that here to you in just a second. Uh, Dirty, he is of the uh, Fuel no, uh, no, no. Network. No, no, the Pro Football Alliance. We've changed a it. Fan United right, yeah. Extra League or whatever it is. I don't know what he's called. <laughs> Beehawk um, High with Daddy Ed and the man with the hyena herself. You yes. know, the next fan show with uh, me and A-Train will be broadcasting tomorrow, breaking down everything and all that good stuff. Who's uh who's your Super Bowl picks, Dirty? We're getting into playoffs now. We know who the playoff teams what? are. Who's the Super Bowl picks? NFL football's over. What are you talking about? So Not I'm over. gonna tell you this. The script is written. 
The Chiefs okay. are going back to the Super Bowl, and it's going to be oh, the Chiefs no. and Philly. Can, can we just kick him off the show now? Yeah, I you're it. done. Bye. Chiefs <laughs> and Eagles, you're out of here, bud. Just saying. You just yeah. picked the division rival of both of our teams to go to the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> There ain't no way, dude. You my show and you pick the Eagles. Eagles and the Chiefs. You know who you're talking to, Dirty? I was asking you a real legitimate question, and you come in here and disrespect me and my family this way. I can't believe that. Mark says he's got the 49ers and Ravens. Okay, going all chalk. I get it. Uh, do you want to, If I let you back in, will you be nice? No, look, I was I was joking about the script being ripped. <laughs> I have a feeling it is going to be the 49ers and Ravens. That that yeah, that's, that's all chalk. Like that's, that's chalk. That's, that's, that's fair. I believe that. That's but that's if you listen to the idiot, oh, the script's been written. So I've been, you know, I got a buddy of mine who's a huge, he's a huge uh see, look, this is a family show. I would be calling the team west of St. Louis something totally different. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Ravens. Uh, I think they've got what they need to have to make a playoff push in the NFC. Obviously, I'm gonna go with Dallas because I mean, look Wait, at my wall. Uh, has the, the, how many games did Dallas win on the road this year? Uh, sir, to get to the Super Bowl, we only have to win one road game. Oh, I'm just I'm just asking how many games did Dallas win on the road? And maybe not even that. If somebody takes San Francisco out in the divisional round, we ain't got no home game. No That's road true. game. You got a point. You got a point. So I I'm a fan. I'm gonna go with my team until I can't go with my team anymore. So I'm gonna go Ravens, Dallas, um and hope against hope. Like maybe this is the year. Actually, it is the year because they put the Jimmy Johnson the in the ring of honor. Crazy. As soon as they did that curse broken, we're going to win the Super Bowl. Well, let's um, hope. Now that Jimmy's in the ring of honor, it's done. It's a done deal. Like, it's right. going to happen. All right, um, Leo. What, what about you, Leo? Well, I, I'm, I'm going to go with uh, 49ers, Ravens as well. That's who I honestly Fuck. think is going to be there. But I'm telling you right now, Kansas City is going to lose in the first round to the Dolphins. I was actually hoping – my brother's a big Dolphins fan. Entirely possible. And I was hoping the Dolphins would lose that game simply because I want them to play Kansas City first. If right. they win that game, Pittsburgh goes to Kansas City. And I don't think Pittsburgh has a chance in that game, maybe a small one. But I really like Miami's chances against Kansas City, and I would love to see an early exit from them. And, yes, I'm mm -hmm. hating, and so what? <laughs> now, Leo, I have to ask you a question. Go ahead. Did you see the, the, now, Phil? Did, everybody knows who my favorite favorite XFL quarterback was. Everybody knows who it was. The, the Nooch. The Nooch is Gooch. Leo, no. how do you feel about the Nooch being signed to your Denver Broncos? Not well, they're going to need a quarterback signed. because Russell Wilson ain't going to be there. He no signed. Not only was he signed, like he—I don't know which signing you're talking about, because he was signed for this season and has spent the entire season, you know, yep. going back and forth between the active roster and the practice squad. But they just re-signed him to the 2020, the, the 2024 season. The yeah, season. baby. So yeah, the Broncos have a quarterback on their roster for next year, uh, already signed, and and, and, and that is Danucci. And I'm not surprised from what I've heard; he's done very well. And what I saw of him. 
in the preseason, I mean, um, I thought, you know, if he got a chance to get Former. on the field. Former Dallas Cowboy Ben DiNucci, by the way. It don't matter. I have the I have the true brand hat in my, in my closet there. And, you know, my, my son's favorite team is the Broncos. And they got the Nooch. And right there, the Nooch, your flag right there. Right there. I like your son. He's a good, yeah. he's a good kid. So I was well, hoping. It, it can't go any worse than the Russell Wilson experiment went. That's true. Vegas. And I was hoping the Nooch would come back and, you know, with JPZ and all that, be the Battlehawks quarterback. Because then we'd have ran the division. No, right. that's not happening. Yeah, Jack, no, not, Cohen. Not. Jack Cohen, MVP of the league. Can you believe that? Wow, hey, Phil. You know, you talk about Jack Cohen, but but let's not forget uh, the other guy that's still on the 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 roster. Uh, what's his? Uh, Kurt Baker. It was a very abbreviated uh, yeah. a, a span that he was the starting quarterback for the Brahmas, but while he was playing. You could see the arm talent there. You could see the difference. The problem was same problem that we had. They lost that with. game. There was nobody protecting him. He was running for his life. He was getting destroyed. But I liked what I saw from Kurt Banker. Let, the let's short hope. time we got to see him before he got hurt. Right. Let like I said, let's hope with this new merge league we see a better quality of play on all eight teams. I yes. will tell you, I, I was kind of joking about Jack Cohen, uh, you know, MVP of the league, but I will tell you, Dirty, you give me Jack Cohen, a passable offensive line, which he didn't have last year. Right. Oh, yeah. And Cody, and Cody Latimer as his safety valve tight end. Mm -hmm. I might like Jack Cohen a lot. I mean, listen, I know everybody wants to talk about Akeem Butler. I was a huge Latimer fan, huge Cody Latimer fan, right? Mm hmm. And I was like, oh, please get him. I mean, listen, Akeem, yeah, he was second in the league in rush, you know, receiving next to JPZ, who we have, right? But the problem with, with Butler is Butler would miss the easy passes, but he would catch the hard ones. Mm -hmm. So it'd be very, very frustrating when he's your number one target and he's dropping 50% of his balls. But mm -hmm. catching him when he needs to, so, like, when, when when Latimer came out there, I was like, oh, my God, yes. Please, please, Coach Beck, get Latimer. But no. We got him. And, and there's nothing better for a mediocre or a mid-level quarterback. I don't want to call him mediocre. That sounds bad. Well, I like Patrick better Mahomes, mediocre. And the only reason why nothing better for a mid-level quarterback than to have a playmaking tight end as a safety valve. It, oh, yeah. It's so important. 100% um, agree. Look at Tom Brady. I brought this Brady. up before we started the show, believe it or hey, not. That's exactly what Phillips said, yes. I mean, look at Tom Brady. Look, as much as I hate Patrick, as much as I hate the uh, the the losers down, down I-70 from me, no. I mean, Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, one of the greatest two tight end, tight end uh, uh, quarterback combos. You know, uh, listen, oh, Jesus, don't even get me started. Don't even get me started. Oh, God. Oh, God. CJ, CJ Stroud. CJ hey, Stroud. I did yeah, very right, well in my fantasy league season. thanks to CJ Stroud. That guy, I mean, uh, he's the real deal. I Mark think, Yamaguchi asking what we think of the Texans, and everybody got excited. So go ahead, Dirty. Listen, <laughs> listen. I. Uh, CJ Stroud is my NFL man crush. 
<laughs> he is my NFL man crush. The kid is good. The kid is, is posed. He had a good season. He had a very good, a season. good season. I, I, I honestly think if C.J. Stroud would not have gotten hurt in weeks 15 and 16, C.J. Stroud could have been the first player since Jim Brown to win Offensive Rookie of the Year and MVP because he was that good. He was that good. He I love good. Will Anderson good. Jr. that they got. I like the kid that just got hurt through their uh, receiver tank. Whatever he Johnson, is, what was, Johnson? What was his no. name? Tank. Tank, Tank Dell or whatever. Dick Dell, yeah. Yeah, their yeah, receiver. They, I, I loved him. I'm, I'm telling you, that team with DeMarco there. Ryans, that is going to be a team for the next five to seven years that is going to run rough shout in that game. They don't yes. screw it up, which has been a Houston thing. But, true. but you're right. Now with, with, uh, with the What they screw regime, up, though? Look what they – Look what they got for Deshaun Watson. Right, yeah. Look what they got for Deshaun Watson. I mean, you think about what what CJ Stroud did this year. The he might have had one of the top five greatest rookie seasons in NFL history. The second best move the Houston Texans have made to build their franchise mm -hmm. was getting rid of uh, dude, we just mentioned what was his name? Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson. Getting rid of Deshaun Watson at the right time. Second right. best move they've made as a franchise. Yeah. The best move they've made as a franchise was hiring D'Amico Ryan. Yeah. That guy's a coach. That guy, and I yes. knew it. As soon as they made that hire, I go, "This is good. This is going to work out well for him." Yeah. Those are the two best things they've done. Well, no, uh, three. They've made a lot of CJ. You got to put in CJ. Yeah, but you don't draft CJ without uh, without what you got from Deshaun Watson. Like they, oh, don't, they don't pull the trigger on that if that's they true. kept Deshaun Watson. So losing Deshaun Watson and having the picks to play with made CJ Shroud possible. But listen, they could have drafted Anthony Richardson, number two. We don't know. The 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 jury's still out on Richardson. I still think he's going to be a decent player. I think he's going to be. He got injured. We won't really know what. He yeah, but I mean, let's. I mean, let, let's really look at what CJ did. Over four thousand yards. He, no, he, he, he played a, an incredible. He almost season. broke the NFL incredible. rookie record for yards passed in a season. Mm -hmm. Right. I think what did, did he? I think he tied the NFL record for rookies with touch with passed with touchdown passes. Right. If not came close through the least amount of interceptions that any rookie first rookie head coach has done or, you know, rookie quarterback. I mean, the kid played great. The kid played great. And that team yeah. is going to be very, very, very scary for a in, very long in two time. years in two years. I think, I think the other thing I'll say about Houston is I think they have won their Super Bowl for this year. Getting to the playoffs, having the turnaround that they've had. You know, the last time I they don't got to the playoffs was 2019. They've surpassed all expectations for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I don't expect but I, think, them to, I, think, I, I think really don't expect the noise them to of the playoffs, too. Who are they playing? Cleveland. I think Cleveland yeah, beats. That's a tough defense, though. That yeah, is they're a playing tough in Cleveland? defense. No, they're, no, playing, they're playing in Houston. No, no, no. Cleveland no. beats them. I think I, Cleveland beats them. I don't I don't think so. That's a tough defense in Cleveland, man. Cleveland is my AFC team. Always has because of Madden and all that, right? Always have been my team. 
you know, because they always had terrible quarterbacks, right? They always had terrible quarterbacks. So you'd always Bernie Kosar, man. Bernie Kosar was the man back in the day. Hey, when was okay? When was when did Madden ever have any good quarterbacks? Bernie Kos, Kosar wasn't in Madden games. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm saying. You're basing your you're basing your history off of the a video game. Come on, dirty. That's, no, listen. I love the Browns. I love the Browns. Uh, but Vinny Testaverde. Jesus, stop it. He said good quarterback. <laughs> I'm good showing quarterback. my age here. I'm just saying. Otto Graham was amazing. What are you no, talking Otto about? Otto Graham was the, was the bomb. Jim Brown. The, Jim Brown was Jim phenomenal. Brown. I remember watching Ooh, Jim go. Brown run all over everybody. <laughs> Back uh, when the Cleveland Browns were good. Uh, right when they were good before the NFL. Uh, right. No, I Listen, the way that team is playing – in the way that Ryan's has that team coached, I have a feeling they they there's a very good chance they could beat the Browns because of the emotional high. Do I think they'll go past the first round? Depending on who it is. But I could very easily well see them. I love Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett might be next to TJ Watt, might be my favorite DN to watch in the game today. Right? And I'm not saying you're right, the defense needs to step up, but for Houston, but I'm just saying, don't count Houston out because C.J. Stroud, like if you watch him play, he's never out of the game. He's always on the sideline yelling at his teammates, watching the pad, you know, looking at what he needs to do. Where I've seen other players, a.k.a. Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts, two guys that I love, look what happens when they're out of the games. They're just sitting on the bench sulking. This is a rookie who is playing like he's in his fourth yeah. or fifth year. He definitely yeah. looks like a seasoned veteran in yeah, his rookie agree. year. Oh, uh, he looks good. No doubt. But he's still a rookie, and Miles Garrett is going to eat his lunch. And on, But they do know. have Joe Flacco starting. So Joe Flacco's won a Super Bowl, dude. That is true. I love Joe Flacco. But what's Joe the Flacco's odds Joe Flacco goes Joe Flacco is the new Brad Johnson. It beats Brad <laughs> There you go. Uh, no, Joe. I mean Joe Flacco. Uh, he has been adequate this season. I'm a huge Joe Flacco fan, but huge but man. I really think I, I think Cleveland has the pieces, and I think you know Houston has overachieved for this season. Like I didn't expect them to be here. I don't think anybody did. No, I don't think they expected to be here. And so I they've gotten to this point. Crazy. I really feel like they're going to go, man. This is good. This is really good. Yeah. And, and mm -hmm. that'll be like Cleveland will take them out this week. All right. I expected him to go 500, a game above 500, a sure. game above 500. I didn't expect them to win their division. What a no. rookie quarterback. Hey, rookie wait. Coach. Time out. Time out. Houston, and I know we got some Texans fans on here, and you're about to get really mad at me. Houston did not win their division, Jacksonville lost the division. Boom. Jacksonville handed it to them on There's a plate. There's truth to that. I Jacksonville had to win one of that. the last whatever four games, yeah. and that's it not really, even a thing. But Jacksonville yeah. lost the division. Houston, but, Jack, really but Texans had to lose at least one of those remaining games too for that to happen. Yes. Yeah, but I mean they backed in. I, they back. Uh, they, they backed into the division. And look, be yeah. proud of it. You won the division. It's a division championship. Nobody takes that away from you. But Jacksonville. Right. 
should have won the division. They 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 spit the bit in a big way. In very much the way, and and Houston fans, I'll say the same thing about the Cowboys. The Cowboys did not win the NFC no. East. Philadelphia lost the NFC East. Right, exactly, exactly. So that is true. That yeah. is that is truth. And as Mo um, says, Mo Ferrante, they 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 needed some help from the Titans in that last game. Mm-hmm. They did. Yeah. Mike Vrabel is a better away. coach than anybody gives him credit for. He is. Yeah. Mike Vrabel is a better coach than anybody gives him credit for. That is People true. People talk about him getting fired this offseason. That's crazy. So. You don't fire that kind of guy. You keep that kind of guy around. Right, yeah. yeah. All right, fellas. Well, I got to go because my dog is. This is even smoking guns podcasting where this is like three fat guys talking foosball. Well, that's hey. funny. I got food sitting right here waiting for me. There you go. Yeah, go go, go get it. Go get it. Thanks for joining us, Dirty. We Bye, Dirty. It. <laughs> hey, I'm not li- we're not listening anymore. We're done. We're, we're done. We're done with uh, you. We're done. Dirty of the X-Fan Show, Beehawk Live. Go check him out. Go like their pages and uh, spend some time with him and Amanda and Daddy Ed, all those folks. Um, they're great yeah. folks. We like them a lot. Well, we, we like Amanda and, and Ed a lot. Um, and, you know, Dirty is what you have to deal with when you get uh, Amanda and Ed. Uh, so lots to be excited about. We went 35 yeah. minutes over what we planned on going because Great we're time. excited about football. We're so excited, excited about, about the NFL, NFL playoffs. We're excited about the US, the UFL that's going to take some getting used to. The um, IFL, we had all this quarterback talk, and I didn't get a chance to tell Dirty the best quarterback he's going to see all of this coming up season is one by the name of Sam Castronova. Sam Castronova. He started out the show with us. If you missed it, go back and watch or listen to the first 20 minutes or so, we had San Castronova, the quarterback one for the San Antonio Gunslingers in the indoor football league. That might be the thing I'm most excited about going forward. I don't know. The NFL playoffs, when your team is in it and holding a number two seed, is exciting. Um, it's a gut-wrenching kind of excitement because the season could be over like that. Um, but for now, I'm excited. Uh, Mark Yamaguchi says it just right. Guns up. Um, that's what it's all about. It's all about gunslingers football horns forward. Um, as well as we move into the UFL. I think it's a little icky saying horns forward though. I mean, I understand it's, it's, I'm not saying it should go away. I'm just saying the guy who came up with it and the play on words, horns forward forward. He's fire him. He left. Yeah, and it's it's a little icky, but I'm not saying it should change. I understand why it should stay, and we should still use it absolutely. But it's it's not. It doesn't feel the same. If you like what we do, and you would like to help us continue to put the show together, you can be a Patreon at www.patreon.com yes. uh, and slash Smoking Guns Pod. We thank all of our patrons. I don't have the list pulled up right now. I should. That's my bad. But Mo and Iris, Kim and Greg, um, Jay Washington, James Steubing, Jordan Steubing. I think I almost got them all. If I forgot you, I'm so sorry. Oh, uh, oh, I did forget somebody. I'm a bad, bad host. Bad host. Um, so much that I am going to pull it up because I don't want to forget. Alfred. There he is, right? Yes. Is that right? No, I uh, don't want to forget those guys. Yeah, Alfred Rodriguez. Uh, I feel like you're missing somebody. James Palmer. 
Yes. Uh, Jay Washington, Joe, Jordan Steubing, James Steubing, Kim and Greg, Herman Robles is the one I almost missed. Herman. And I don't want to miss that guy. And Mo Ferrante, if you want to be part of that list and you want to help us out, go to www.patreon.com uh, slash smoking guns pod, smoking no G guns with a Z, P O D. Support the show, help us continue to put it on and put it together. And uh, we even have some cool stuff that we do from time to time for you guys. First and foremost, coming soon, your your opportunity to buy the Smoking Guns Podcast fan jersey coming out very, very soon. Ooh, Jordan comes up with a great idea right here at the end. He's sticking with us. Maybe we'll work out a deal where the top patrons get their names on the jersey, on their jerseys. Ooh. We'll That's talk about that. Maybe that something that we can do. Go support the show if you have the ability. If you don't, don't worry about it. Just share uh, the show, like, and subscribe on whatever way you're listening to or watching this, and share the news. Share share that we're doing the show. We're back. We're not going every week, just not yet. Uh, every couple of weeks, we'll be back to talk gunslingers, Brahmas, NFL. We got to talk about this, the uh, the Dallas Cowboys winning the Super Bowl when that happens. So we'll be discussing all of those things. Um, stick with us uh, as we get into the season. It's 2024, and there's big football coming, Leo. Yep. Waited for it. He's trying to call both of us right now. Yeah, okay. I didn't know. I see your face. I'm like, does he hear my ring here? Yeah, he, he thinks we're off already. <laughs> When it comes to football, professional football, whether it's up in Vegas or down in uh, well, Orlando's gone, Jacksonville, um, if it's the 100-yard variety or the 50-yard fight, when it comes to football, professional football, the 210 has got something to say. We don't have her here. Bang, bang. 